You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. All right, Tux, what's going on, man? All right, good morning, good morning. <laughs> How you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Been a busy week, but you know, it's moving stuff forward. What do you got going on, man? Monero. Got a lot of different stuff going on. Yeah. Some stuff I can talk about. Some stuff I can't. You know, uh, <laughs> a lot, a lot of tech stuff. A lot of privacy stuff, which is cool. Oh, cool. What, 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 what can you talk about? Um, shill, well, I, I, shill, shill your stuff that you can shill. So I, uh, so I run um, a bunch of privacy services, like on my website, like front ends, like Knitter and Libred and stuff. Um, I'm doing a physical server migration because I'm upgrading the server. Um, so that's been a challenge. Like whenever, whenever you say something's going to take, oh, it's going to take like, you know, an IT world. It's like, really, it's going to take like four days. So that's been, but a bunch of stuff go wrong with that, but you know. But you're figuring it all out, obviously. Yeah, for the most part. And, and you love it, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's why I do it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I went for a run today, which is nice. I mean, it wasn't much of a run, but ran up a hill so i'm finally getting back in action with that with my ankle so cheers to me on that felt good nice yeah it's good good way to start the day um all right i guess let's uh let's get right into it what are we going to start with the start with the price report i think so let's do it let's, let's get that along. rolling the monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by local monero Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer to peer. Sorry, I think I cut you off, right? Yeah, no, worries. no worries. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up uh, in terms of housekeeping, we have a ton of content we're putting out. So anybody that's go check it out, putting up like over two videos a week. Um, all the stuff from the Monero Topia conference. We keep those videos about two a week. And then we had Monero Con videos. I think we had like six of those in total. Um, so we've been releasing like two to four videos a week. So check it out. There's a ton of content up on the Monero Talk. You know, it's like all really good, really good stuff. It's kind of a shame that's all coming out at, at once, but uh, we, we want to get it out there. So just putting the word out. Check it out. Firehose, man. Firehose. What's that? Fire hose. <laughs> fire hose. Fire hose. Yeah. Yeah. When it rains, it pours. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not much. We had uh, we had some nice, fantastic storms last night, lightning and everything. It was great. Oh, sweet. Good good for sleeping? Cool things. Um, good for staying up and watching the storm, I guess. Uh, how's uh, yeah, price? I, have, I haven't really paid attention at all this week. Was this like another crazy week or was nah. it a doldrum? There was like nothing to pay attention to. Okay. I guess we kind of took a little dip here in the past few days, but I mean, basically Monero has been flat and most of the crypto market looks like that. Uh, we've seen shit coins pop off a few at a time, kind of like we talked about, but um, yeah, there's just nothing really exciting going on with its price. I mean, it's a we're... stable coin, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought. I mean, that's what we need for adoption, okay. right? Flat, stable, merchant adoption. Can't be worried about crashes. Yeah. It's... Actually, it's... Go ahead. 
it was um and it it's got to be two or three years ago almost someone posted an article in reddit that was talking about um i think they said rehypothecation or they used some fancy term um for like basically doing fractional reserve and like well fractional reserve is good because it stabilizes the price and that's what you need for a currency and you know we're, i'm helping uh, well he didn't say i but you know i just assume he was part of the cabal assumed he was a, a bot account from from cz or something hmm. but um yeah i mean everything's just kind of flat uh the dollar the dollar did pick it up a little bit so um uh, if y'all remember we kind of broke down this line and i was like wow the violence of this move kind of has me concerned that there's probably more gains on the way um, somewhere in mid move, you know, I called up my dad. I was like, Hey, uh, stock market's probably still going to keep going up. Cause you know, for a little bit, I was like, I was saying, I'm not exactly top calling, but I'm concerned at this moment. Um, but when this move just started violently crashing, I was like, nah, we, we got some more gains at least for now. Um, you know, there was something I, I did want to talk about <clears throat> something I've, I've forgotten about actually for a little bit is the Gox coins. Um, one thing I'd said last year was like the <laughs> new lows will still be on the table until the Gox coins have been released. Um, so maybe new lows aren't necessarily on the table. I mean, they, they kind of are, but, um, you know, there's, there's still like this opportunity to revisit down near the 20 K area. And I think the Gox coins could be a big factor in that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a B casher out there, you know, just, just be a little bit careful here because, um, you know, CZ was like, <laughs> they released some, some press thing. They were like, Oh, we, 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 we we're having trouble keeping up with the demand. We don't have enough B cash in our coffers. Uh, my God, you better buy now. Right. It, that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like marketing. Um, and they've never really said that with Monero. The closest they came was like, oh, our hot wallet is empty. Give us <clears throat> one month to one year to <laughs> replenish our hot wallet. Um, is that what they anyways, said? One month to one year? <laughs> no, no. I, I added <laughs> that. I, I embellished oh a little bit. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, you know, they were like, give us some time to replenish our hot wallet. Let's see. So we've got Bcash here. So Bcash is relevant because the Gox coin... Um, happened before the fork and then the gox trustee the the coin that they found um that ended up being bitcoin and bcash right or sorry bitcoin cash and so uh the only thing i would say is like you know if you're if you're holding bcash here like i'm not saying it can't pump more like we could definitely make it up to this sort of cluster of um of standard deviations that colorful blue area um but eh, with the gox coins being released and supposedly actually this time for real for real no take backsies um, should be like September 31st. I mean, I guess they, they could probably still take backseats if they want, but it's really looking close, close, close. It's imminent finally. Um, and I know we've kind of said this for like a year or more, but it, it really is like getting close. So um, what is the amount of coins that's getting? Uh, we I don't know the number that's getting released at this moment. So there's two, there's two payments. There's the early lump sum. And then um, there's still like other lawsuits with other people that have to get resolved. Um so like the early lump sum payment is it, it actually could end up being more. It's kind of weird the way the numbers could work out. But depending on the result of the future lawsuits, um, you could have more or less coin uh, anyways. But there's one hundred and forty one thousand Bitcoin and Bitcoin cash and I guess BSV. But so but there's like that's a, a large amount of coin that's about to be released onto the market. Um, and one thing that a friend told me is that not everybody has to buy, but everybody eventually is going to have to sell, right? You're going to, you're going to want to sell your investment to pay for rent or, or whatever. Like eventually you have to sell life gets in the way. And we're talking about people that have, that have been living their lives for the past eight years. So, it, I mean, a lot of coins could potentially get sold and which coins, like which coins are going to get sold first, but like, let's, let's be real. 
the Bcash coins, when you get your your distribution, whatever, the Bcash coins could potentially be sold first. I would just be worried. I, w- I wouldn't be like a huge mega bull on Bcash right here. Just, um, you know, use some caution. Um, and that's also kind of another reason to expect that a top is uh, could be coming uh, for Bitcoin and, so, you know, somewhere in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just. Oh, but, you know, the other the other cool thing about that to me is that um, I do think some of that could drive some market cap into Monero. Um, and as we talked about before, there's kind of this head and shoulders pattern happening on the Monero dominance right here. Uh, and the target from that, right. So basically you draw a line, um, actually, I guess I already have a line drawn, but we just delete that. So you draw a line at the shoulders and then you draw another line from where the peak happened to that line. And then you copy that and that's basically your target. So the target of this head and shoulders is, um, somewhere about 1% of the total market cap, which would be uh, something like a 3X or sorry, a 4X from here. Uh, yeah. Like every, all, assuming everything else being equal, right? Um, so and like, then t- there's timing, this, timing with that would be around when? Like, is that? September 31st, supposedly, is going to oh, be the release date. Start to see the, the head yeah. Oh, the timing on when the head and shoulders resolves? Yeah. Um, I guess like hypothetically, you know, if it was like a perfect pattern, you would kind of see that and maybe that mm. and then that. So somewhere Q3 probably. Um, I mean, we well, hypothetically Monero would start going up now, like imminently um, could be, you know, it still could be another month or so. But yeah, I mean, we, we should see this thing really uh, move to the upside beginning Q3, maybe take some time to, to pause and then and then by early 2024 next year uh, to really pop off. So that's that's kind of what you would hope to see. Um, and I do think fundamentally the Gox coins could drive this. And I, we've kind of talked about this for a long time. It's something I've talked about for a long time. I haven't mentioned it recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've thought for a long... Oh, when we talked about the fractal, right? We always like, hey, the fractal is about to happen. And it kind of didn't happen. And we all were disappointed. Um, but I did think that the Gox coin could be something that drives some kind of chart pattern, whether that's a fractal or apparently right here, this big head and shoulders. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a fundamentally large event. Um, you, you would say, oh, well, you know, how much are really going to convert to Monero? I say, well, I don't know. Let's look at, let's look at the Bitcoin to Monero market cap ratio. You know, we're looking at about 0.5%. Um, so maybe half a percent of that coin moves from Bitcoin into Monero. Probably it'll be a bit more. Hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, that doesn't sound like much, but when you're talking about 140,000 Bitcoin, maybe, maybe it's 70,000 that actually gets released right here. Cause you know, they still got to keep some in the tank. Um, I don't think we, I haven't been able to find those numbers. Maybe someone else has seen them. They can send them my way, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be at least a few tens of thousands of Bitcoin and um, even half a percent of that moving into Monero is a somewhat significant amount. So um, yeah. I, I even do wonder, is it possible that some of the, the solid price action that we've seen with Monero uh, could be related to that? Um, not necessarily the case, right? But it, it's possible that we could that some of this is, is happening um, with people sort of anticipating this move in advance, you know, whales or something like that. Um, this kind of looks like a bottoming pattern to me. So this is Monero versus Bitcoin. Uh, this kind of looks like you know the, there, there's some sort of bottoming range being established. You know, there's this wick here. Uh, it, it, it you could plausibly say this is a, a bottoming pattern. It doesn't necessarily have to be right. Um, <laughs> Just to be a bit schizophrenic, we can go to the dollar and we can see a lot of times where I've kind of said, well, it looks kind of like things are bottoming, like right here. I was like, well, that might be bottoming. And then these two candles happened. And after the end of that candle, uh, or maybe this one, I was like, nah, 
that bottoming pattern is now invalid. It's probably going to go down further, right? Um, right here, I, you know, I'm like kind of thinking bottoming pattern, right? Things were looking nice and then just crashed. So I'm going to have to adjust my thesis in real time. Um, but it, it's, it's possible that this Bitcoin Monero chart here is, uh, is entering some kind of bottoming pattern. Uh, I guess we could take a look at, um, at the Monero versus dollar. There's really not much to look at. Um, I'll show you guys my wave magic. At some point, I'll be doing more videos on this. It takes a moment to calculate because it's a lot of lines, but um, let me get rid of this stuff. That, you know, we don't need the extra stuff. Um, okay, so yeah, again, these are standard deviations. Uh, these are uh, moving averages. So the white lines are moving averages. Standard deviations are in blue. And then the bottom here is uh, lower standard deviation. So um, I use this to kind of just give me a statistical map of what's happening. And really, uh, it's not necessarily, like, again, statistics don't necessarily tell you fundamentals. You have to be careful about that. We talk about the um, the regression analysis of Bitcoin. You have to understand what that means. You can't just be like, oh, it's perfect, right? Um, but it does kind of help you view what I think are psychological levels because the human brain and really basically all brains, um, mammals in general work on kind of like the statistical level. And, um, like for example, if you put a little side trail here, if you put a big jar in front of a thousand people full of M&Ms and you say, guess how many M&Ms are in the jar? Any one of them is going to be pretty far off, but the aggregate of all of them, if you take the average, they're going to be like insanely close. Like you wouldn't believe how close everybody gets when you average the answer. And so when I look at these lines and I look at these like moving averages, standard deviations, I say, these are broad psychological levels. People in aggregate have a sense for when the market is trending, when it's, you know, close to its, um, you know, close to being out of trend, which would be the upper blue lines or the lower orange lines. Uh, so anyways, basically Monero pumped from the bottom of the market here last year, or sorry, not last, let's go to a longer time frame. But basically, we're kind of like hanging out in some um, near-term upper standard deviation levels. Um, if we're going to continue pumping, I would expect, again, that the, the 180 to maybe 190 area would be a potential topping area. The next spot would kind of be this broad cluster of bands. The Monero chart, honestly, when it comes to, to wave magic is, is a little bit messy. Um, but, you know, it's it, again, it's not perfect. It's just kind of an area to, to think about where to expect some resistance. Um, like for example, we talked about XRP last week. Um, we said, Hey, things kind of came into this, uh, this standard deviation bands here, and it's going to need some time to consolidate, right? Don't expect new mad gains immediately. And that's, you know, for the last week, that's kind of what's happened. It's just it pumped and it's consolidating inside these very large upper standard deviation bands. Um, and again, you, you, my, the reason I do this is because like people talk about Bollinger bands, like, well, look at the hundred period Bollinger band or look at the 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 50 day moving average or the 21 day moving like it's it's arbitrary it's totally arbitrary which one you choose um you might try and find a chart and say okay well which one trends right you could do that um but i just prefer to lay over like layer them all together and then see where the clusters of bands exist because that's that's the most likely place that people are going to be looking you know when it comes to um say moving averages which is the white bands here um so anyways um yeah there's there's not a whole lot that's happened this week uh the the, the dollar index kind of made a bit of a comeback um Gold has been trying to do good, um, but, you know, what are you going to do with 4%? Uh, barely you're going to keep up with inflation like that. Um, next week, we've got the Fed meeting. So um, honestly, this is kind of an important signal to me because we've seen a lot of positive action from the stock market. And the, the reality is that um, things are actually very close. They're within spitting distance of the all-time high, 5%, right? Another 5% on the S&P will put it back at its all-time high from you know, peak inflation or whatever at the end of 2021. Uh, so to me, 
the Federal Reserve meeting next week is going to signal, do they want to create more inflation, right? Are they interested in keeping number go up or do they want to actually get the economy under control? If they don't raise rates here next meeting, um, to me, that's game on. Like, and I don't, you know, there was, there was a few times in the past where we talked about the Federal Reserve, um, you know, the FOMC meeting and, and look at that for, for understanding what the market might do here soon in the future. And we, we've kind of dropped off there. We haven't really talked about it much the last few months, just a little bit. Because to me, it hasn't been that significant. Um, they basically did what they said they were going to do, and they sort of topped off. And But right here, to me, this is more significant than the past few months because uh, the market is really getting heated. So if the Federal Reserve doesn't raise rates at least a quarter point, to me, that signals that they want the markets to go higher. They don't care too much about the value of the dollar and uh, you know, to, to probably probably get long the market, basically. Um, you know, There's kind of like this, this little reverse action here with the dollar. Um, even though I've got this line kind of drawn, you can see it's sort of a very long-term line, but you know, this could just be kind of a revisit of this, this, uh, what was support, this could be a revisit and turn that into resistance and potentially go down. Right. That's kind of what happened here in 2021. Um, who knows, like, you know, we want to talk about cycles and, you know, copy paste what happened from 2019. You had this, uh, secondary blow off top, right. Uh, in Bitcoin and then it, and it went down and, you know, into 2020, sorry, 2020 crash, right? That doesn't have to happen. Like the markets don't have to copy, paste, repeat. So um, just, you know, like I said, watch the Federal Reserve meeting. Uh, if they raise rates, that's really personally what I want to see. I don't want to see these markets get out of control. I don't like inflation. Uh, I'd, I'd rather see, you know, kind of some sideways chop here, to be honest. I, I don't want things to just go crazy, crazy high, at least not yet. Um, so That'll probably be a big factor in whether or not I sell the pump because I, I don't think that this is the top yet. Like I've been saying, hey, be careful, be careful. It feels like we're getting close, but I've, you know, I've, I've hesitated to, to call a top, you know, th thus far. But um, if the Federal Reserve raises rates, there's a good chance I'll be inclined to sell the pump on my shit coins. You know, uh, I have a few of them that I may have been holding for a while or might have picked up. Um, but if they don't raise rates, I'm probably going to let those run just a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's about all for today. Unless you guys wanted to take a look at something in particular. No, I'm good. Tuxy guy, anything you want to look at? Oh, uh, no, no. I mean, mostly Monero, you know, all yeah. about Monero and everything else. Nothing else matters. Only Monero matters. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, what, what are the, what are the top coins you're looking at? Obviously, you know, you keep a close eye on Monero, Bitcoin. What are some of the other top things that you personally, if you don't mind divulging? Well, I don't want to be accused of shilling, but um, I think Link is a very interesting coin in the sense that it's kind of proven itself over the years to be fundamentally necessary for DeFi. Um, there's a lot of criticism and probably justified. Honestly, I don't, I don't really know, um, but I've I've been holding Link for a while, uh, and we actually had some pretty good pump on Link. Let's go to the there's XRP Chainlink. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's kind of used everywhere. They've got the oracles. One thing interesting that happened with Link at the bottom of the bear market is that they like they prevented uh, a liquidation of some kind by not reporting for 10 minutes. <laughs> it was something FTX related. I, I think it was Link. I'm pretty sure it was Link. Um, or like maybe not Link, but like the oracles that they run or something like that. They didn't report for like 10 or 15 minutes when a liquidation moment should have happened for some like big player. Um, so there, there's that. I mean, it's, but you know, I, I'm not pleased to understand. I'm, I'm not commenting that Hey, this is an amazing coin. You know, it's going to be the digital freedom money. I'm not, you know, it's just like something that I use sometimes to, and something that I'm interested in holding, right? I'm interested in holding this one for probably a long period of time because it's so used amongst DeFi. 
And I do think that regulatory clarity will drive the next bull market and DeFi will be a big deal. Um, so uh, right now we've seen Link has kind of made a almost 60% pump. Um, it's been, again, kind of forming this potential bottoming pattern. What's funny is that it actually set its lows like from the top, from like the bull market top, it set its lows down here um, recently. Uh, it kind of crashed when when the whole SEC attack uncertainty was happening. Um, but there's like there's solid potential here, right? For for Link is a long term hold. You could easily make it to these blue bands at another, I guess that'd be one one and a half x uh, that you could potentially make there. Um, and I, and I do think there's a good chance that it could go higher. I, I'm kind of holding another um, really kind of outside play, and it's you know it's not something that you would. Uh, let's see if I can pull it up here. It's it's not something that you would. Um, Ada is another one that I'm holding as well. Just I can't I I, I can't stand <laughs> the guy that, that runs this coin, but um, you know uh, you get, it you seems the like there's some potential for punch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit, right? Um, I have another one called uh, Tau um, Bit Tensor. So they're they're basically trying to solve AI training models hmm. and. Yeah, like they, they're so what they do is they kind of sample, they, they've got um, validators and they've got calculators. They don't call them calculators. My meager brain uh, thinks of it that way. So it, it's basically like they're trying to calculate or they're offering resources to do AI training models. And then you've got people that sort of verify the miners that are like doing these calculations and they say, okay, well, who's the best miner? They give them weights or whatnot. I, I don't know. I mean, who knows if it can work or not? We, we're seeing a lot of stuff that seems to be working, at least for now. It's reasonable to expect that the next big bull market, if and when it happens, is going to involve AI, right? Everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, we've got the AI blockchain and we've got the AI stock and this and that. And like you're going to hear AI just like you heard blockchain in 2017 pumped yeah. the stock, you know, whatever stock mentioned it, like they would pump 2x overnight because they mentioned blockchain. Probably AI is going to be the same thing this next this next run. So um, mm -hmm. I kind of have this coin here. It's it's an outside player. Um I think I picked it up somewhere around like 40, not here. This is not the full chart. It was actually like yeah, was their, their full chart exists down here. So I picked it up somewhere down here because a friend of mine was like, yo, there's this AI thing. Do you want it? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> says, well, we're going to run a whole node and we need some uh, cash to, to make this thing, you know, to, to be in the validator list. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll participate. You know, here's some cash. Um, okay, cool. It's one of these things I'll, I'll hold. Hey, you know, you've been watching it closely? Like they have, they have like a decent team and stuff? Oh, no, I don't. I haven't watched it all. <laughs> <laughs> you guys now Is have the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> Sounds Chinese. Tower. Yeah, Tao. Bit, bit tensor. Um, I mean, I, I, again, guys, I'm not, I'm not recommending... Yeah, um, I mean, just... Tao is like, you know, the way of the Tao, the way of the Tao, right? Just oh, do the okay. sign of the cross in them or something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm not recommending any of this, right? I'm not saying get into ADA. I'm not saying get into Link. Um, <laughs> actually, I kind of might be saying get into Link as a speculative play. Um, but even like slightly more fundamentally, I think Link, because listen, I don't, I don't understand these smart contracts. I have to sort of like, the best that I can do is to look at the smart guys, but then the smart guys are always arguing. So how, how do I know? But one thing that I that I do look at is, OK, what has existed for a while and what seems to have proven itself? Um, like when Uniswap came out, I was like, OK, we can kind of trade on ETH. I don't know, whatever. And then it existed for a few years and kept going. I was like, wow, I guess I can get into stable coins. I can use this to, you know, do this and that, you know, right out the, the bear market. And it, you know, over time, it kind of proves itself. And I know that there's fallacies involved. So please, you know, don't don't uh, hang me. Don't string me up for fallacies here. But um Body certified uh, link, financial advice. 
<laughs> it's like a very long way of saying, uh, you know, not, not financial advice, bro. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so it's just some of the other stuff I'm, I'm looking at. I'm probably not going to sell BitTensor, like unless it pumps to somewhere in the $400, $500 range, like, you know, way up here. I'm probably not going to sell this because I really do think AI will be a big catchphrase, growth stock, buzz, whatever, um, when the next bull market kicks off. So uh, I put a little bit in here, a very small amount, and it could, you know, it could multiply 10x, could multiply more than that. Maybe it crashes to zero and I, I wipe my tears and I move on. But, uh, so we need a Monero Chan AI to pump. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good, man. Oh, something yeah. crazy that did happen last night. Um, uh, so I, I used to do like, you know, NASDAQ trading, like when I was a, an idiot. Uh, I did like retarded <laughs> contracts that uh, made a lot of money and then I got greedy and they expired with like nothing. Uh, but I still own like some AMC back from those days. And last night it just like, went up 70% after hours, like out of nowhere. Nice. Uh, I I think it's related to like uh, a couple more coming out, but... Pump 70% AMC. Just 70, yeah, and that's, you know, it's an AMC started stock. messing around with it back when it was like, when it first was being the meme coin type of thing? Yeah, no, I was in all the GameStop stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I participated in some of that degeneracy as well. And it, let's just say it didn't, didn't make me... Uh, a lot of money, <laughs> but that's okay. Screw the short sellers. Uh, okay. Yeah, we wanted the Moaz, right? That was the idea. That's right. That's right. We so on Reddit, and this was like last year or when the whole thing was happening. They'd be like, "You Monero people, you just seem like the like the game stonk," and I'd be like, "No, no, no, no. Listen, man. Like, yes, they're fractionally reserving. They're they don't have all the no, they're no reserving. At least the banks are." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, really, are they? I mean, I believe that. Like, but the thing is, I think they can continue that. Well, both on Monero and with um with GameStonk. And for a while, I thought, okay, they can't continue that. Eventually, the shorts have to close. But apparently, they can they can just keep rolling that. And they did that until the price came down. Um, but yeah, like we don't. I don't necessarily think that the Moaz has to happen when Binance goes bankrupt with the with the Monero fractional reserve, and we're gonna arrive at the promised land, right? Like, that's not. I think they can probably continue to do this and and the only yeah, person that can really stop it. is the government right like the government is the only one that, and i don't i don't want how do they want to get involved just, they make things worse like it's bad yes i know it's bad but they just make things worse so um but you know what could cause the moaz for monero is the goxening could release those gox the coins goxening. yeah let's see what happens all right buddy thank you so much thanks guys it's great yeah, thanks buddy yeah Have a good one. talk to you soon all right Better man. All right. All right. Tux, what do we got next? We got dev segment with Digu. Let's roll that up. I did. And now for the Monero development segment. <laughs> Dude, I'm so. Again, I heard you talk right as I pressed the. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, what's up, Digu? Moving too fast. Hey, how's it going? What do you want to say, Doug? No, I was gonna say that was surprise news to me that you were uh, you were in on the game game. Oh stuff, yeah, stuff. dude, I was I was all into, as soon as I could turn eighteen, I was like, I'm getting the stock. <laughs> and it, I made some money. Yeah, I lost right some right Yeah, back. some good decisions, some bad. You know, uh, I, I was in high school when we had the first, you know, the the, uh, the craze in the in the you know in the late nineties of like you know Amazons and Yahoo. Oh yeah, the dot com bubble. <laughs> the dot com bubble. 
that was wild for us. And uh, I remember, yeah, me and my friends, we like, we got our parents to allow us to Ameritrade accounts. Some of us did pretty well. Some of us did very well and then ended up with nothing at the end. I, I learned a lot of lessons during that time. It was pretty, it was, it was very similar to probably what you want. You, you know, I use, I use my summer savings, went all in on companies that didn't exist three months later. <laughs> <laughs> but the highs were great the highs were amazing uh but yeah a lot of lessons learned there it, it's kind of funny kind of every every generation <laughs> how about you digun did you did you uh did you get wrapped into the the meme meme oh yeah i i didn't have a i don't know if this is legal but i didn't have an account so i vimoed a friend to buy some for me i trusted this friend so custodial all day and i made i made some money you know, they make a lot. I was a little bit late, obviously, Vimoing someone. You're not going to be um, most responsive to market conditions. But um, I mean, he's so smart. He's making money by proxy. He doesn't even open a brokerage account. And he's making money <laughs> anyway, probably more than we did. It is, I've, I've never had one because I, I first my first trade was on my first account. KYC account was like on Coinbase back in like 2015. I just was in crypto since then. I've never done anything in the non like crypto space honestly until that yeah is that legal i don't know but maybe (laughs) if it is if it's not legal i didn't do it i don't know if you can demo people story it's just a story yeah just a story just a story for entertainment purposes only But you better get body back on here and tell about the legality of demoing people but yeah um how how was it run though oh it was good man it was good yeah yeah Yeah, it was great Running's tough. This is my new, uh, you know, before every Monerotopia now on Saturday mornings. Because, you know, my my ankle had me out for, for a yeah. while. Now I'm finally running again. Yeah, I mean, you, I'm just running up a little hill. So now you had to get surgery on it a while back, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Six months ago. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you well, don't swim. Don't swim. No swim. Just run. Oh, what? Because of the sharks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't swim. Just go for a run. I know they're, 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 there's been more sightings. It's crazy. Yeah, with my <laughs> luck, I would, I would be that guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, take it away, Digun. What do we got? Intro to mining. I like it. Yeah, let's bring, let's bring it. Let's bring it back to basics. Yeah, like this is a very basic intro to mining. Um, I'm doing it because there was a recent release in some mining software. I'm going to talk about that's really cool. Then I just wanted to give like a quick overview about mining Monero. And honestly, this is probably like. I mean, Monero's privacy is also very important. So probably my second favorite thing is how um, the dev team has actually structured the mining Monero, everything from random X with how, you know, Howard Chu and, and company to a P2P pool also is really cool. So I'm going to give like a brief overview of all that because it's really important to, um, to how, you know, decentralized Monero is. And to be, once again, this is going to be really overview, a really brief overview. Don't go out and buy a bunch of computers and mine after this. Like, don't, this is not financial advice. It's just literally just an overview of how mining Monero works. And maybe if you want to mine a little bit, how you can get into it pretty easy. And like I said, Monero is relatively easy to mine when compared to other coins like Bitcoin and not even Ethereum, because Ethereum is proof of stake, but to other mineable coins, it's pretty easy. And by easy, I mean that it's accessible. Like you can go down to the, to the store or online and buy just a computer and mine Monero on it. You probably won't make a lot of money, but you can do that versus other coins that don't have um, ASIC resistant mining algorithms. It's like Bitcoin, you need to have like a specific mining rig that's updated, et cetera, et cetera, or you're gonna be outdated quickly. And so honestly, Monero is easy to mine. It's the hardware that you need isn't like specialized hardware, but mining's, you know, it is work, but it is a, Monero is my, in my opinion, the best coin to mine because it's the most accessible. And that's because of RandomX. 
And that is pretty much means where I'm trying to help you visualize what I'm talking about. On the left, you can see like an average, you know, me Google Bitcoin mining, that's what shows up. It's a big factory. They have a bunch of up-to-date um, hardware in it. Like you can't compete with those guys. But on the right is where you see when people think about mining Monero, you're going to have pretty much just have like motherboards and CPU. And the things on the right can be found at Best Buy. The things on the left, um, you have to get order from, I believe China makes most of ASICs these days. Maybe, maybe Taiwan designs them and China makes them. Body would know more. Body is like a... I don't know if I should tell us about Body, but Body knows a lot about tech, actually. <laughs> Just a fun fact. If you if you if you meet Body, but I'm not gonna get any more details about that. But pretty much, yeah, Bitcoin mining isn't accessible. It's not decentralized. Oh, Monero Nodo also. <laughs> and but on the right, Monero is like accessible, relatively easy to mine with consumer hardware because of the great design. And oh, congratulations, Body, your first Monero today. Welcome yeah. to the team. Yeah, you could you could jump up later, uh, Soye, if you like. Tell tell us why you got into Monero. But go go ahead, Digun, continue. Yeah, but um, pretty much decentralization and mining matters because on the left here you can see that um there was like this big winter storm I believe like a year ago and that Bitcoin's hash rate dropped because Texas actually has a large majority not maybe not a majority but a large percentage of miners in the state actually. So the storm came through, knocked out the miners, and you can see the. They dropped, I think it dropped like 40% just from that one storm in Texas, which is obviously not good because on the right, you see how Texas miners were paid to shut down their electricity. Pretty much if, if the state can reward you for turning off your miner, the state pretty much controls your miner. They can tell you, hey, we don't like mining. We do like mining, which is not good for a coin, right? Especially when 40% of your hash rate is controlled by one state in America at some point, which is kind of ridiculous, right? That that's not remotely decentralized. And... There's a quick overview. Random X. Sorry, I'm going. It's a very light, high level because there's so much packed into this. But I link videos that Doug has done in the past. If you want to learn more about what Random X is, and basically, Random X is is more CPU focused. It can be mined. You so you can mine Monero on GPUs, but it puts it on a more even playing field with GPUs and CPUs. Versus on the left, Bitcoin uses ASICs. I mean, you can mine. On a CPU, but you're not going to get anything for it, essentially. So once again, Monero is more decentralized. You, you can go down to Best Buy right after this video, buy some stuff off the shelf, and, and build a pretty competitive miner. With Bitcoin, that's not true. And you want to know more about RandomX, Howard Chu is like, uh, how do I even describe? How, do you, how would you describe Howard? Yeah, how would you describe Howard Chu? <laughs> I don't know, genius? <laughs> Gen- yeah, yeah, yeah. Genius behind uh, Monero's... ASIC resistant algorithm is actually one of the only ones that is still don't, working don't today. Tevador too, right? Uh, Tevador, of course. Tevador. And no. was it Need Money? Also, Need Money forty nine, I believe, wasn't someone Need Need Money ninety? Yeah, he, 90. Didn't, he didn't really participate. I don't think in in developing anything. Yeah, it was it was really uh, Tevador and HYC. HYC, you know, kind of came up with the, with the concepts and. Tevador was instrumental in implementing. Yeah, and these yeah. guys are geniuses. Tevador has done great work with saving Tor using um, the stuff they developed with RandomX. It's like, I mean, I, I'm not going to talk anymore about it. You can just watch video. Doug has plenty of videos about this. A Monero talk on it also, and a Monerotopia feature. And a cool fact is that RandomX is one of the only surviving ASIC resistant algorithm. I believe that there was another one that was meant to be ASIC resistant and use G- GPUs. I think Zcash actually helped fund it. And that one broke. So <laughs> Monero is actually one of the only ASIC resistant algorithms, RandomX, being used today, I believe. There might be other ones that are smaller, but I believe RandomX is definitely the biggest one and most thriving one. Really cool stuff. And speaking of Howard Chu being a genius, um, 
how easy it is to mine Monero, Howard Chu somehow got Monero running on his car radio. So he actually, he, he has like this Twitter thread about how he did it. And he pretty much, I think, installed like anything that runs Android, I believe you can oh, mine Monero on it. Hmm? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so he actually, I didn't even see that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so he actually installed a Monero core or Monero software on his car radio and his car radio was mining Monero. Like you can see here. Like I think that. most of those car stereos run like a lightweight version of Linux. Yeah, yeah. So if it runs Linux, it can probably mine Monero. And this is just really cool. It shows you how decentralized Monero is. And you can picture a world where everything is mining Monero. But I'll get to that later, that dream world. But that's just really cool. But you might say, Donnelly, I'm not Howard Chu. I'm not a genius. I want to mine Monero also. We we have you covered because Gupax, I believe Gupax, my pronouncer right, was actually updated, I believe, this week. So that's what made me do this whole mining Monero. And it's basically Gupax is a GUI for mining Monero. So you, if you have a device that runs Linux, I believe, and I believe it also has Windows support also. Windows. Um, app. So if you have a com- computer that runs that, you can simply download this GUI in my Monero. And this GUI pretty much puts all the big software pools together. It puts PTP pool together. It puts XMR rig together. And they have a really cool guy. I mean, you can be mining Monero within like, you know, a minute or two, excluding down, download time. Like, it's like super easy. It's like three clicks and you're, and you're ready to go. Right. Once again, you're, you're not going to make a lot of money. So don't, don't be like, oh, you're going to don't retire from your day job just yet. But this is a way that you can support the network. And maybe if you have like an old computer lying around. I remember in college, we um in college, we had free power. So I actually bought a, a miner and actually mined in my um, bathroom, which is, I would not be advised of that. because you don't, you don't want it in your room. Right. Because it's, it's loud. You don't want it in your room. And the only place that had a plug that was like was the bathroom. It was a terrible idea. <laughs> Kept the bathroom. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so no, I don't know if that's legal again. So it's um, <laughs> entertainment purposes only. But basically, if you have free power, you can probably you know in a computer lying around, you can mine Monero, make some money. But if you just have a computer sitting around, you're not really using, you can mine Monero and support the network, even if you don't make money off of it. Once again. This software is really cool and really great to design. And it was actually funded by the CCS. So Monero users actually pay for this software to be made. It's great, easy design. Like if you want to mind Monero, there's no reason you can't try it out on computer right now. Just see how it works, learn about how the ecosystem works. And it's really cool software. And it was made in Rust. Tux, oh, it was written in Rust? Yes, which is really cool. Oh, That's wow. Cool. Uh, Tux, we should, get, we should try to get somebody on from... Gupax, or I don't know if there's anybody who's not anonymous who participated. Who, yeah, because who's, they're, who are the main devs behind it? You know, uh, I didn't recognize the name, but I have a picture of the CCS yeah, later on. But the mm-hmm. the GitHub user is uh, Hinto Dash Janai. Yeah, I pronounced that correctly. Don't know who it is really. And and they've yeah. essentially made it super easy to just get up and running and mining mm-hmm. and using P two pool, and it's just simple Clean user up. interface. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Actually, one of my favorite design interfaces, honestly, I love this black, like, I think it comes out the box, dark mode enabled with just these colors you see here. And I actually really like it. It's really, and what it does is puts um, PTP pool together and XMR rig together into a GUI form. And it just makes it much easier to run PTP pool, which is a decentralized way to mine, which you also have an interview with, I'll get into later. But yeah, it's really cool software. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it later also. But I'm going to cover PTP pool now. Are there any yeah. questions? I'm going pretty fast. I don't want to no, no, no. Good stuff. Good stuff. Interrupting. Go ahead. <laughs> but basically, I said it was a CECS funded project. 
and by their name here is Hinto, I think so, to echo what um, Tuxedo was saying, Tuxedo. Mm. And it's really cool software. It was funded by us for us. I think he would want to be on for the show, actually, because I think he got funded for a year of support. And I think that year of support might be coming around due sometime. So a little publicity to get a little more funding, you know, would always be yeah, good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, any, but, anybody that's working on any CCS, uh, mm-hmm. you're always welcome to reach out. We'll get you up on the show to help get the word out. You know, and, as long as it's not some retard, you know, or, you know, CCS that we that we fundamentally disagree with, but I, I doubt that would be the case. What was that guy who asked to get funded to promote Monero Topia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then was like, I don't like Doug. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that one, I don't know. It's hard, uh, hard for me to want to promote that that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Reasonable. But um maybe not. Maybe Doug is censoring. We don't know. <laughs> really but, um, try not to. <laughs> sometimes but, sometimes you got you sometimes you gotta you gotta pull the trick <laughs> it makes sense but um pretty much and also you can run p2p pool i've been saying this a lot but p2p pool is a decentralized way to mine monero <laughs> it's actually alaska and i said the person is actually doug in some i90 190 iq 5e chess moves so the theory is that it was actually you marketing against yourself to build publicity for monerotopia <laughs> <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too lazy to put in that much effort. Though. No, you just don't but, have um, the time. <laughs> yeah, bad? but but PTP pool is basically a decentralized way to um, mine Monero, and it's important because the way most Bitcoin pools they pretty much they trust an operator to make their blocks, and these blocks are all censored in the United States, right? Basically, OFAC is this big government entity, and they say you cannot touch these addresses. And if you mine on a, a pool using Bitcoin in America, they're not going to include these addresses. And it's really cool. The fact is, I guess, depending on how you look at it, Ethereum is more decentralized than Bitcoin when it comes to blocks being censored because Ethereum just has more blocks. So more Ethereum blocks are not censored than Bitcoin blocks when you look at the OFAC list, which is an interesting fact. I believe that's currently true, but it might go back and forth. But it's an interesting idea. Basically, you need to have a P2P pool because the pool operator will censor your transactions if you're in a in a regulated jurisdiction like the United States. And this is important for Bitcoin because we look back and we saw that around 40% of Bitcoin miners were actually placed like specifically in the south of America. So south of North America, like Texas, that area, which is really bad, right? Because if the government has already has control or access to 40% of Bitcoin's miners and they're already censoring the transactions, it's just not a good look. And this, this affects all non-privacy coins. Monero isn't really affected by this because of um, privacy features. But PTP pool is really cool. And I'm not going to pronounce his name. I'm not going to butcher it. This guy is really smart. I just listened to his podcast last week. It's actually amazing. And I believe Doug also had him on for the anniversary of this. If I, if I, am I correct? I believe he did, yeah. Yeah, so really cool stuff. Decentralized mining is, like, awesome. But Do we, have, have you um, looked at, I haven't checked recently, mm-hmm. like what the numbers are looking like for P2 pool percentage wise in terms of amount of hashing power that it's getting? I believe I glanced at it. It was like maybe like eight, I believe, looking at the P2P pool website. Um, we can pull it up right now. I don't know how to do any of that. Let's <laughs> try to take a look. Yeah. 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 But yeah, um, you can, but pretty much my, like, if, I, if you zoom out and you're like, Walk away with one thing that I'm saying. I think there will be a future where everything mines Monero because 
most hardware these days doesn't wear out from being used. It wears out from, it ages out, right? So you can imagine if you have an Xbox in your house that's not being used, that Xbox is not going to be, or whatever game console, it's not going to be relevant in a couple, five years. So you might as well put that CPU to work mining Monero for you, right? Because it doesn't necessarily work, like most servers were age out. They don't wear out because they're, if they're well-built devices. So anything that runs an operating system like Linux or Android can mine Monero. So you can imagine a world where your where your fridge has a computer in it and it's mining Monero. Your car has a computer in it and it's mining Monero. Your Xbox has a computer in it and it's mining Monero because it's, it's decentralized and and also can make you a little money and easy to get into. And RandomX makes it amazing. So if you walk away with like one big idea, mining Monero is super accessible, super easy, and you can do it also yourself. And that's pretty much the, the feature that I see. I think Howard Chu also... I think mentioned it in an interview also that like that would be really cool. Everything could my Monero, but we'll have to see how it goes. You know, it'd be really cool to see that happen. But um, now it's time for the quiz. Unless there's any other questions. Yeah, go, go for it. Um, The quiz question today is how much was Gupax XMR funded for? So the choices are 50 XMR, 75 XMR, 100 XMR, and 150 XMR. What, what are y'all thinking? This is I this guess, is the I I saw 100 up there. Am I, am I... Yeah, you you're paying attention, Doug. I, I gotta make these harder. Doug's always <laughs> ruining the quizzes by giving that spoiler. I want to make the next, the next one's gonna be hard, Doug. Next is gonna be I, hard. I'm a yeah. horrible listener, by the way. I'm like, <laughs> well, for those out out there, if you weren't paying attention, um, the answer is a hundred. So Demi got a hundred. Demi's always on it. Demi's in the camera. <laughs> so basically, um, basically the Monero community came together and funded this software with a hundred XMR to be, um written and maintained so i think half of it i think roughly half was given for building it i think the other half is given for like a year of support pretty much so they get paid to support it for a year i think that's a still to get a gui that you can plug on any not any but most devices and just have a minor running and play around with it and see how it works so i think it's really cool personally mm-hmm. and i think that's it for me unless there's any other questions i want to give a quick overview of how it no I, I think that was great and yeah encouraging anybody that's listening right now mm-hmm. On the fence, uh, just experiment. Go, go, go mine, mine on everything arrow. your fridge, your toaster, your car. <laughs> Maybe not your fridge. That's more like get a, get a going yeah. on your car radio. No, yeah, you I can mean, do anything. Should, should experiment, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. easy, it's so much yeah. easier to, to get going than, than Bitcoin, right? In terms of yes. practically get going where you can affect mine. Are you going to become a millionaire? No. Probably not. Uh, are you <laughs> electricity potentially going to co- make it uh, cost a lot more than, you know, what, what you're getting? Yeah, there's that there's that potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can you can fairly compete with your CPU. You can get up and running uh, in a few clicks now with this GUI, which is great. So, yeah, just give it a go. And I think what's also cool and kind of understated, too, is how I, I mean, I don't know. It's just anecdotal, but I feel like Monero has attracted like the gamers and stuff people that are in, the, mm. in, that, in that world right i don't know in, ta- in talking to people uh because they have access to to decent compute power sometimes oh you're so right yeah I don't know. I, I maybe, thought, maybe you guys yeah. have more insight into that no i, I do i do see you're right now there was a interview that this tech guy did he's like oh that's my computer i might have never on it because i think you're actually mm. right yeah yeah i've, I've heard in talking to people like yeah yeah young, younger people that have found Especially their way since you use uh, CPUs instead of uh, I mean you can use a GPU it's yeah. not very efficient right you know Ryzen CPUs are so dirt cheap and those are like the best ones to do compared to like mm-hmm. an expensive graphics card so it's even more accessible than like yeah using your you know having to buy a graphics card and Doug don't you have a miner 
I do. I mean, okay. it's, it's a computer we're using right now. So we had a custom, you know, just a custom built CPU uh, that was built for our studio, but it was really meant to be a minor. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, it's probably a Ryzen nine or a Threadripper. I don't even know what the stats. You are. know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I hey, mine's not technical, which is why mine's. I had somebody get it. That's what matters. Uh, By the way, if you go to p2pool.observer, that gives you mm-hmm. a bunch of cool statistics on p2pool, and it looks like right now it's using around 4.5% of the total overall hash rate. For oh, Monero, that's cool. Which isn't, isn't like a huge amount, but it's, it's pretty good considering it's yeah. still somewhat new. What, wait, what is the percentage? It's around 4.5%. Oh, okay. Of the total hash rate. And then over time, has it kind of gone, has it been higher? There, there's the there's our, our miner over there slash... Oh, that's so our, cool. Our oh, I have that same case for one of my computers. CPU. Yeah, we had Mike Custom Tech. Yeah, I've seen him on Twitter. Shout out to Mike nice. Custom Tech. That's he cool. built it for us. That's awesome. And oh, sent wow. it to right. us. And then it took us like so long to actually get it up and running. No issue with the with the hardware or anything or the software. It's just we were so busy with other things. Like we never sat down to, you know, like mm. mm-hmm. get things up and running and get accustomed to them, which was kind of a shame. But now we're, we're very familiar with it. <laughs> Um. All right. I think that was great. Thanks, Digun. Appreciate Thanks, it. Digun. These, are, these are amazing. I, I love. The, I love these. These overview. Uh, what do we got next? All right. I think we can go into the guest segment. Looks like he's waiting. Should we? Yeah. Sh- uh, yeah. Let's let's jump to guest, and then uh, yeah, then we could do. Maybe did I mute myself? No. Can you hear me, Tux? Everything's good. I right? hear you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when did that get me? Is oh, it the okay. Twitter space or? Oh, I, I accidentally. Got muted over here. It's okay. Yeah, the Twitter space. Um, yeah, let's go to our guests. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. Hey, 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 man, how's it going? Busy, busy, Just busy right. as always. That's good. Got to show you something though. This is a, a recent Monero purchase. Uh, can't say how it got done, but it got done. It's mm-hmm. so they're Civil War bullets. Oh, cool! Yeah, wow. beautiful cool little display case. That's awesome, right? It was just something fun. I was trying to test something out, see if it worked. And what a uh, cool thing to buy with Monero. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so you you bought that. I mean, give us a little insight. You bought it in person, or you bought it? Uh... No, I communicated online. Oh. Um, but it's from like a museum. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that's cool. So, so it took a little finesse, but that's okay. <laughs> And it's now the, the person was was willing to accept Monero off the bat, or it, it took some. It took some. No, it that? it took a little convincing. Okay. Um, he hadn't heard of it, heard of Monero, mm-hmm. has heard of other things, Bitcoin, Litecoins. Yeah, that was uh, was kind of interesting. Very cool, man. So hey, why, it was why, don't you, why don't you give a quick uh, intro for those of those listening and they don't know you? Yes, uh, anyone who doesn't know me, uh, my name's Jacob. I host uh, Rise to Liberty podcast. Um, I'm basically just a revolutionary uh fighting against uh the actual disinformation you know um that's pretty much what i spend all my time doing um which is why i was so interested in monero um it's a peaceful way to kick off the revolution and that's really important to me um personally my opinion is that we have a lot of really really nasty uh 
really nasty people at the helm making decisions for us that will be permanent if we don't change now. Obviously, not everyone is going to have to do this. I mean, there's uh, we, we don't need everybody on board to change the world. Um, things are happening right now. And honestly, I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, but Monero is where I landed. Also do quite a bit of work with uh, Goldback Currency. Not sure if anyone's seen those, but don't have any over here. Um, yeah, that those. we're pretty familiar. What are you doing with them? You're helping. You're helping them out. Well, I've I've got sort of a uh, working relationship with uh, Jeremy Corden. Um, so you know, just trying to get the Liberty community together um, and build basically what we've lost because. I, in my opinion, one of the biggest things that's counting against everybody is no community. And that's why so many people are dependent upon government assistance or whatever. And mm -hmm. We don't have community. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we you know, we, we talk about this parallel economy. Uh, really, at the end of the day, what that is, is a community, right? It's a community yeah. of people working together. Uh, I mean, we, we, ha we have the tech to, to get there. Now we need to all onboard and start associating and cooperating with each other. I think yeah. you do an amazing job with that, man. Uh, Thank you. you. You really helped get us more involved in the general liberty community. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for that, man. That was great. You got yeah. us. And anytime. You got you know, us going to Nevada when we went to the national convention <laughs> um, and things, things yeah. really, we met so many people from that and then through that and then went to other, other convention uh, or conferences from that. Uh, you're, you're, you're very well connected in that community for good reason. Cause I think you're, you're just, you're just an open-minded dude. You listen yep. to people, you talk to people, you connect to people. Uh, well, you do a great job of that. Um, one, one thing I, I am the communications director for the state of Utah libertarian party and there you go. I will be determined, uh, that Utah will be the first state to accept Monero officially as a donation form. Um, I know that you would went and talk to uh, party leadership, yes. uh, in, uh, the national convention mm -hmm. and everyone's really receptive to it. Um, but for some reason, there's still just Bitcoin maxis everywhere, which if that's your thing, fine. But I'm on this one coin. I'm on Monero because I care about the privacy. What's yeah, for, for them, they were talking about it more like it was a technical issue. Like they didn't know how to accept it. And it was just like, I was like, it's not that, you know, the, all the yeah. tech is there to accept at this point. <laughs> then as Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess you got to decide what you want to do with it. You want to hold it or just liquidate it on the spot. I think with the Bitcoin, they're just liquidating it. They just accept and like kind of auto liquidate. Right. Just hold it. I don't know. I stay yeah. out of the national stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got enough going on here in the state that, you know, I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't worry about what other states are doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, uh, you know, and there's there's some issues with receiving, you know, donations, right? FEC rules, like you, you can't like receive donations anonymously, but they're receiving it as an organization. Any, anything over $50. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, when I ran for Congress, we experimented with that, you know, and people <laughs> didn't know what to say. You know, I, I yep. spoke to, to attorney people very familiar with the regulations and they, they're like, well, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Traditionally with cash, you're allowed yeah. to accept, uh, you know, $50 or, or less. Right. And like the idea was anything like when you'd go to an event and pass around a hat. Right. That's kind of like where, you know, the, the, the precedent was set from. So as long as it's just kind of analogous to that of passing around a hat, and people throwing 50 bucks. In. Um, 
But for the, you know, the party itself, for the organization itself, I, I think they can receive because it's not there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the, the, the regulations well enough, but it's not that you're funding, federal, you're not fun, funding a federal campaign. Uh, it's just an organization that's getting that's getting that's getting funded and paid. I think there's yeah. a little um, more leeway there. So I, I ran for office as well. I ran for state representative. And I was accepting Monero as as a candidate, and I had talked to the uh, lieutenant governor's office, and they had no idea what I was saying to them. Yeah, like and they don't know it, it was say. it was a very quick meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, I mean, we'll we'll figure it out. I I told them I'll I'll figure that out because I I don't understand the um, doubling down on Bitcoin when Monero's just right there. Yeah, I mean the Libertarian Party shouldn't be maxi, right? You know, exactly. they should be open to allowing technologies and cryptos and metals, whatever it yeah. is. Let may the best yeah. money win. Let let open open free market. Let's support the competition of 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 money and technology. Yeah, that's like a foundation fa- right. foundational libertarian belief is, you know, open market. Right. So yeah, there is some hypocrisy there, but I do see, I do see, I feel like ever since getting more involved that there's been an upswing for a minute. There's been growth in, yeah. you know, my observation. Has that been your, your observation as well? I mean, are you, are you seeing that or it's, kinda, um, it's as far it's as I know, uh, the state of Utah is still the only, uh, state mentioning anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's only because I find it such a big issue. Uh, as soon as we lose our privacy, that's it. It's game over, <laughs> you know, like this is a pressing matter. And, you know, we've, we've had a lot of, uh, a, a lot of really concerning things going on with China and the UN, uh, here in the state buying up property and forking over money for certain industries that are doing really weird tech things. And it's there, there was a bill that was passed recently. It was a uh, house bill 470 here that basically leaves leaves it open to the state government to basically decide what they're going to do with everyone's private data and based on their track record they're going to fail miserably because they suck at everything they do mm. um what's going on with the libertarian party and can you give us some insight i haven't been following it super close but like you know obviously we have the presidential election starting to heat up uh i don't think right there's no libertarian candidate right yet no there's there's actually a few um my termot is one of them uh lars something like i said i'm not paying attention nationally yeah good guy um but the party hasn't like gotten behind one candidate yet right no but it's it's still kind of early i mean we're right there where something should be happening uh really it's just a bunch of twitter drama right now so if you like grabbing a bucket of popcorn and watching it, fun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Uh, what's your take on RFK? What do you? What do you feel about RFK? Uh, like a Trojan horse. Trojan horse. Yeah. Ooh. It says way but, too many, way too many things that I like for me to trust him. <laughs> he's too good to be true. Yeah. Wow. So, yep. so you, th- you think it's like controlled opposition type stuff? Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. Like what motives there would be, but. There could be plenty, though. So, uh, first of all, it's a Kennedy back in the White House, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. It is interesting, though, because we haven't seen an actual Democrat for so long that when one comes along, everyone's like, wow, 
that actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's like, well, that's he's just like a normal guy from like 30 years back. So mm-hmm. um, I do love the attention on the JFK thing. Um, anytime we can cyber bully feds or just bully them in general, I'm okay with that. Um, so I absolutely love that. But, you know, there has been some really concerning questions or really concerning stances he's taken before and hasn't explained how he got to a different stance. Uh, it's a little concerning to me when you won't address that. Um, one of them being... Yeah, yeah, what, go ahead. What, one of them was uh, his position on firearm. Yeah, because um, he's kind of like... He likes gun yeah, control to an extent, doesn't he? Which is like... Not a very yeah, 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 that like turned me off completely. Yeah. And, and his okay, I, I get it. He might have an issue with guns. I under, It's understandable. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's still like, how do you go from, you know, ban it all to, well, you know, we can talk about reasonable things. And granted, I don't think that that's that huge of a jump, but not explaining that like process that you went through mentally to get there is concerning to me. Right. Because I think libertarians better than any other party or political association is most concerned with principles and knowing that the you know, coming from principles and knowing that that people that are running for office have some like what are they, you know, principles and logic and reason. Um, And I do think just listening to RFK, he really does a good job at explaining things often. But yeah, I didn't I I haven't been following him long enough to know his past and like where he currently stands. I mean, he's a he's an environmental lawyer. So which which is great, you know, save the environment, don't pollute But um, I'm not pro green energy, you know. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, yeah, I'm not negative. entirely sure how he's balancing because he's also very much against corruption and big government, right? Seemingly, but yet he would but usher in balance? big government. Right, right. Yeah, like, it is interesting though how he says like a lot of stuff that no one else has ever talked about, like ever. And yeah, like, yeah. of course, he's not allowed on any mainstream networks because of yep. what he wants to talk about. That is pretty interesting in and of itself, but I think. It stirs up conversation. I mean, they they tried to censor him at a hearing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is, uh... <laughs> it was wild, and he, I have to say, he really skilled it. It almost does seem like it was controlled because, like, they just teed it up so well for him. It was like they gave him this moment where he was just like came out looking like a hero, right? Like looking yep. like, and you know, he he skilled it, and he explained so, all, all the you know the principles and the ideals behind why free speech is so important, and it was so uh, hypocritical that 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 they <laughs> the Dems were actually trying to censor him at a yep. hearing on the you know on censorship, on, wasn't on it? Censorship. Yeah, yep. yeah. Effectively, is what it was. What what that was on? Yeah, it was well, it was about you know how, how the is, U.S. Uh, government was um, you know during COVID, the U.S. government was effectively censoring. Mm-hmm. thousands hundreds of thousands of americans on the internet by yeah some by people with 15 twitter with followers social media companies mainly twitter and requesting that they that they ban people and censor people mm-hmm. and it was direct communications between the white house and and twitter and yep. facebook and putting in requests asking them to censor people. yeah and now they're repealing that decision because the this uh sixth district court uh judge came in and said no you cannot get a hold of these tech companies to censor Americans, and they said, "Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna appeal that because yes, we do have that right." Uh, so, mm. perfect time to buy into Monero. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know that that's the thing. So with Monero too, I do feel like Monero is 
for me, it's it's a great way to truly reveal where somebody stands and what their principles are by getting their response or answer on yeah. Monero and what their what their opinion is like. When I went to one of these libertarian things, uh, are you familiar with just? I'm sure you are, Justin Amash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are. He he wouldn't even talk to us. He wouldn't. Even Sounds about talk. right. He didn't want to talk to us. He didn't want to have the conversation <laughs> about about a little too stuffy. True digital cash. Like he didn't. He didn't yeah. want to. Broach, he didn't want to broach the subject. So for me, that's like major turnoff. Like I'm just looking for your opinion, man. Like why are you hiding it? Like yeah. Tell, tell us what you think about. It. Like this is um, something you should be jumping all over. Right. Yeah. Number one, you should be. You should totally be behind it. But number two, the fact that you're avoiding having a conversation about it because you don't want. You know. You think it's whatever. Uh, it's just very revealing. Yeah. Uh, like RFK, I would love to get his opinion on it outright. He's recently said, you know, said some very strong things about Bitcoin. Uh, he talks about so has Larry Fink. <laughs> okay, that's so, true. Yeah, he's, he's talked about you know the the importance of it for all the reasons that the Maxis talk about, uh, and he he's talked about you know um, the U.S. government uh, if he became president, how he would you know take a percentage of of, of the U.S. Treasury right and start to slowly move it into 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 Bitcoin and gold and things, and he mentioned Bitcoin and capital you know, gains being for part it. of that right, mm-hmm. kind of making analogous to. To, to metals right um, you know what? just take out the irs and we'll call it good just leave yeah. money alone from that <laughs> and, he, and he's talked about the importance of cash yeah. and he's also yeah. uh against cbdc's for all the reasons that we talk about that right how it could be used to essentially censor and surveil people so where does he stand on true privacy that would be interesting monero is like where, a where really good stand? litmus test yeah, whether even even phrasing it as Monero, like where do you stand on untraceable digital cash? Do you yeah. do you does it? It seems to perfectly align with everything you say. Your importance of free speech and uh, protecting democracy by way of not allowing governments to to censor information. Money money is information, right? I mean, all yeah. all these things. So where do you stand with that? Or is that where you draw the line? You say no. Uh, it could be used. That's a little to, too much. It could be used for money laundering. It could be used for avoiding taxes. So yeah, no, I, I love I love free and open markets and the free flow of information. But, to protect we can't democracy. put that much power. We're not in this. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a great revealer. Yeah, it's it's always the but. Yeah, I support yeah. the Second Amendment. But yeah, I support the First Amendment. But it's like here we go. So everything <laughs> you said before the but doesn't mean anything. Okay, gotcha. So it's, anybody then, yeah, in the Libertarian Party that you have your eye on that is like with political aspirations that would be a Monero, a privacy coin supporter. Uh, yeah, there's there's actually one. Uh, I mean, he's he's running for the state of Utah right now. Uh, his name's Brad Green. Uh, I actually just interviewed him on my show yesterday. Um, oh, he's cool. running for uh, U.S. Congress District 2 here, which is like a third of the state. Like mm-hmm. the district is huge. Um, but yeah, he he knows about Monero, supports Monero. He actually sells gold backs at his business. He's he's a, uh, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So um, he's all about it. He's got so, a real chance or? Yeah, he's he's a former Republican who came over to the Libertarian Party because he saw how corrupt it was. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, at least these guys stand on principle. And so he came over to our party. And the thing is, is that he has the knowledge, but he also has name recognition, um, which is something that the legacy party didn't expect. You know, they didn't expect a, a uh, once loyal party member to go to the Libertarian Party and run for office. So awesome. 
So that'd be a big W for Monero. You so, just you just yeah. interviewed him on uh, Rise to Liberty. I did. I did. Oh, yeah. Very cool, man. Very cool. Check yeah, that it was out. it was a great interview. Um, really got just right into the nitty gritty. You know, only had about an hour to sit and chat with him. So you know, tried to hit all the important points that are going to matter at that level of a uh, of a campaign. So awesome. What's his Brad Green? Brad Green. Yep. Yeah, maybe we'll try to get him on a. Monero Talk and Monerotopia. I'm sure he'd want yeah. to, right? Yeah. Brad Green for Utah for the number for Utah.com. Yep. Sweet. Um any any things we should have our eye on in terms of like upcoming events, liberty liberty related uh events or things things that you're aware of? I know I know you're good at that. You have a, your finger on the pulse. Um everything's been kind of still right now. Everything's been kind of uh stagnant. That was the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, with with myself, I've been, you know, focusing on learning different skills and other things like that, kind of taking myself away from the computer a little bit more, spending time with the wife and the family. So nice. it's uh, trying to get back to owning a family farm. Um, I worked on a farm for many years and I want to get back. <laughs> Heck yeah, I respect yeah. that. Make your yeah, own just, food. Yep. And Great. mine Monero in the garage while I'm, you know, out gardening. Get the cows warm. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and sell eggs for Monero, please. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get somebody to do that. <laughs> oh, if if there's a way that I'll be able to exchange uh, any sort of a clean, uh, raised, grown good for any sort of uh, alternative currency, I'm all for it. Sweet. Yeah, we we've kind of subtly mentioned here once or twice, but uh, Tux and I are working on a Monero-based marketplace. Uh, obviously, you know there, Love there's. It. There's ones that already exist, Tess, but we, we have our own little little twist on it. Uh, nice. The main main thing being that it's going to have a multi sig escrow. So, so okay, be cool in theory, yeah, right? Right? Yeah. 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 We yeah. haven't seen we haven't seen the final product here, but yeah. the person who's working on it claims to be able to build that, um, which would be very cool. So a trustless escrow Monero based marketplace. Yeah, no, that that's you know, big. Yeah, for the clear market, you know, this isn't, you know, it's not another, it's not a dark market, but uh, yeah. we, we, we need a way for, for people to buy, peer to peer to buy eggs and milk and whatever from yep. each other, right? Well, and I was talking to Jeremy Corden not that long ago, and he was telling me, I can't remember if it was him or somebody he knew, but uh, somebody had purchased a, a newer vehicle with just straight gold backs. Nice. He said, wow. Yeah. That's I was crazy. like, okay, so there are people out there that will accept that. So yeah, at one we're... point there was an entire school bus on Monero Market, and I don't think it's there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, that makes me so happy. I, I got to say, the Monero community is the best community out of any other any other coin or project. Or it, I've had fun in other communities, but it's nothing like this. Yeah. I think everybody's very much aligned with just, you know, the, the digital cash purposes, right? Like they're, they're, they're in it for the utility of digital cash. Yeah. I tried selling my, I tried selling my Jeep in 2018 for Monero, uh, posted on Reddit. And then I had a guy who was ready to buy it actually, but for whatever reason it, you know, fell apart. I think, you know, the guy was like very eager cause he wanted to, he wanted to, you know, have that kind of like, bitcoin pizza type moment right Where, <laughs> yeah like, it, it would have happened it was so close like he just for him practically he was no he was leaving new york uh otherwise he would have done it uh and then i ended up meeting him in person years later at a monero event which is very cool 
But yeah, oh, man, uh, cool. I think Monero, Monero people are are in it for that, right? They they want they want to create this economy. They want to create this parallel economy and use Monero. As, it's not just like let's try yeah. to acquire and uh, not use our Monero. Yeah, people, they want to use it. Well, is... it seems as though like we're getting attacked from so many different angles, so many different ways that it's obvious that it's a multi prong attack. So it's going to have to be a multi prong solution. And Monero, in my opinion, is the the biggest advancement towards just like throwing up the bird to the system and just being like, we're going to do what we are going to do, because uh, when you're left to make our choices, you always make the bad choices. (laughs) So and, you know, peace is always the best option. Uh, I'm not one of these libertarians who are like, you know, oh, I'll just not ever raise my voice. and. I'll just probably get punched in the face or something. Uh, But (laughs) to not try to have peace always be the first option is a massive failure. So the fact that we can remove ourselves from the system and do it in a peaceful manner, it's just the dream come true. Yeah, it seems like it's the best strategy towards fighting against tyranny, right? Just removing yourself from it. Mm -hmm. Exit and build. Right, exactly. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for, for jumping on and the short Anytime. notice. Um, if you can stick around, I think, Tux, I think maybe we should we should jump over to the news and do the news segment. And then yeah. uh, maybe, yeah. you know, we'll do viewers on stage. And if you could stick around, you could, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about some of the things that came up in the news. Word. All right, totally. cool. Let's, Let's do it. hit it. And now for our weekly news segment. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Monero Topia News section. Um, this time we're going to discuss, like always, CBDCs. Then we have some stuff in the US that's happening. And then we're going to take a break and talk about Monero because it gets quite depressing about CBDCs and how bad the world is is um, heading with eviction. So the first thing that we're going to discuss is Robert F. Kennedy Jr., which runs for presidency in the United States. He vows to back dollar with Bitcoin, exempt Bitcoin from taxes. This is very interesting. So if we go in this article... Uh, U.S. Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. unveiled a plan to exempt Bitcoin from capital gains tax, okay, when it is converted into U.S. dollars and to begin to bag the greenback with real finite assets, such as gold, silver, platinum, and and Bitcoin. Uh, In the beginning, he said that the process would be very, very small, perhaps 1% of issued T uh, bills. But uh, backing dollars and U.S. debt obligations with hard assets could help restore Yes, it's absolutely is going to help restore strength back to the dollar because, okay, right in inflation and usher in a new era of American financial stability, peace and prosperity. Um, of course, it's going to because right now we have monopoly money, essentially. They can just print um, infinite amounts of it and then inflate the currency to the point of it being worth um, nothing, as, as we're seeing. And it happened in a lot of countries, you know, so the U.S. is not going to be um an exemption from this so um very interesting um our uh, robert f kennedy's uh thoughts when it comes to back in the dollar with bitcoin and all these things so um I, but it seems too good to be true you know so i'm not sure if he's actually going to become president things are too rigged um but uh, of course it'll be cool if you know instead of bitcoin he use monero um Monero is great when it comes to privacy, but it has so many other things that it, it is good for, such as um, the dynamic um, block size. So essentially, the more you use Monero, 
uh, the less you pay in fees and um, miners are being rewarded um, thanks to telemission. So things like that, you know, it doesn't have a set cap of 21 million coins, which I am not a fan of. Uh, but it's interesting. It's very um, interesting. And hopefully that is going to become president. We'll see. Um, but so we have Robert F. Kennedy fighting for us. But on the opposite side, we have the Fed. So uh, Fed dramatically speeds up U.S. payments with Fed now, but downplays any tie to CBDCs. So what is Fed now? Fed now is a system that honestly is pretty cool. I mean, we need that. Whenever I want to send money to my friends and family, you know, internationally, it takes days. And some sometimes they need the money in that moment. You know, they don't they can wait a week or, you know, a couple of days to receive the money. Plus, plus the fees, uh, which are high. Um, but oh, I'm not sure how the fees are with FedNow, but essentially with this new system, FedNow, it conveys money almost instantly versus the hours or days it has conventionally taken in the US. Finally, bringing the world's largest economy <laughs> in line with other countries. Uh, the central bank has denied that FedNow is tied to any digital US dollar initiative. This is what they keep saying. And, and it's very important to stress this because we'll see in the future when there's going to be a Monerotopia news section in which we're going to be like, guys, the digital dollar has arrived and it's going to be very amusing because they're saying that, oh, we're not going to have a CBDC probably. We'll see. We're still looking into it. Uh, Janet Yellen uh, is arguing that the U.S. should consider a central bank digital currency. Uh, the FedNow service, they say, is neither a form of currency nor a step towards eliminating any form of payment, including cash. So, um, but of course, the CBDCs are, are coming. And then I'll show you a couple examples from across the world and where the world is headed. And of course, that the U.S. is going to follow through with CBDC. But first, let's discuss about um, this tweet from Jerry Brito. I'm sorry to have to say that Coin Center's case challenging Congress's expansion of Section 6050i of the tax code was dismissed as unripe by the district court. So this law takes effect on January 1st, 2024, and will require citizens who are recipients of crypto payments, right? So if you receive crypto payments of $10,000 or more to report to the government, not just the transaction, right? How much? But the PII of the sender as well, all without a warrant. So if somebody sends you more than $10,000 in crypto, you need to report that person. Who sent you? Who's that person to send you that much money? Um, but of course, in Monero, they can't even see who sent you the money, the, the fact that the transaction even happened. So I really hope that if you're new to Monero, that you really hope to, that, that, that you really get to understand how important Monero is because they keep creeping into our assets, our money, our personal things. We're being brainwashed by social media all the time. They're pushing all this senseless inf information and they're manipulating what we think. So. It's just all a bunch of manipulation. Hopefully you get to see more and more how important Monero is. Um, Disclose TV <laughs> sees that Monero is important and they put on their website that you can donate for Bitcoin and other coins, but then separate down below for Monero, use address or QR below. So there's Bitcoin and other coins and then there's Monero. Uh, Disclose TV asks donations in Monero on their Telegram channel with over 400,000 followers. This is huge. This is written by my good friend, Mano Crypto. Mano, if you're watching, all the best, man. Um, but yeah, so we discussed Robert F. Kennedy, Fed now, um, 6050i of the tax code. So now let's discuss CBDCs, right? Because the U.S. keeps negating the fact that CBDCs are coming to the U.S. as well. Uh, let's look at China. So in the past episode, we discussed the fact that you can uh, pay for railway systems, metro systems with CBDCs. 
They even created, uh, which doesn't work for iPhone 14 and up, it just works for, for Android as far as I understand, but it's a, it's, a co it's a SIM that you put in your phone. And even if your phone is dead, if you have no network connection, which is very, very important, you can actually still pay for the things that you want to purchase, which, see, you see, like when it comes to CBDC development, it's good to see what they are doing and take the good stuff and just put it in, into Monero. Like I would love to have uh, like a very thin card, something like we have today, like a credit card. Um, and then you can pay, you know, without power, without network connection, and you can modulate the amounts and how much you have in that card on uh, on an app on your phone. Because sometimes you're going to run out of battery on your phone or you're not going to have good network connection. Like I've been in the mountains of Albania with no internet connections or any way of anybody saving my life. <laughs> you know, it was just me and my friend in some mountains. So, um, and then we actually had to make a purchase in those mountains with cash. Had we not had cash, we'd been stuck there. So in see, like in crazy situations like that, or not even, you need to be able to just pay with like your credit card. You never really have to charge it. It just, just works in case your phone is dead. Uh, but the civil aviation administration and China merchants bank said passengers can utilize the central bank digital currency to access new services via this platform. So with China's CBDC. You can pay for rail, railway networks, light rail connections, metro systems, uh, but now also business. Um, you can pay for flight tickets using the CBDC. Um, so they're obviously very, very helpful when it comes to this. Then China's digital yuan nears 250 billion transaction volume. Then if we go below, um, on July 19th, so this was three days ago, People's Bank of China Governor Yi Geng told the conference in Singapore that its central bank digital currency transacted 1.5, 1.8 trillion yuan as the end of June. He added there have been around 950 million transactions from roughly 120 million wallets since the digital yuan's initial January 2022 rollout, an average transaction uh, amounting to $260. So is it just China uh, in the world? No, Russia as well. The Russian CBDC by 2025. What's happening with the digital rubble? So now they're throwing some numbers, 2025 to 2027, maybe like um, 2024, we're going to see the digital rubble uh, from China, from uh, Russia, which is going to be very interesting because I think we discussed in one article that they want to back the digital rubble by gold, which... We'll see if that's going to happen. And uh, I just wonder what, how the digital rubble is going to be. I don't think citizens are going to have any privacy at all. Um, it's probably just going to be like the, the rest of them. So it's going to be interesting how CBDCs will differ around the world. Um, okay, so we discussed CBDCs, Robert F. Kennedy, um, all, all kinds of, of stuff where the world is headed. Now let's take a break and let's discuss the two last things for uh, this week, which is Monero stuff, uh, Monero-related articles. Uh, this is a proposal to make August 8th a Monero holiday, mask day, panty day. <laughs> so Untraceable posted that, that on August 8th will be three years since uh, official McAfee auctioned his coronavirus mask for 27 Monero, uh, $2,600, then $4,400 uh, today. Should this be the Monero mask day or panty day similar to Bitcoin's pizza day? Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be cool. And then we have Merceneros Monero services. So what is this? They're saying that we're excited to announce that starting today, our newly established cooperative Merceneros is open for business. We are devoted to providing top tier services for the Monero community. We're a dedicated team of Monero enthusiasts and professionals offering our services to everyone who opts for Monero as their preferred currency. And if we go on their website, Merceneros, the Monero cooperative you can trust. 
Then you can get system administration services, programming, training, coaching, and sysadmin, Linux, OpsSec, InfoSec, hosting. Um, and this is the team, Redvice, Hudop, Burn, and Amenpa. Uh, cool. So, guys, this was this week's uh, news uh, section. If you want to check the articles, the links are going to be in the description. Again, if you want to let me know something going on in the world and you want me to cover it, you can message me. You can message. You can tag Monerotopia, and uh, I'm going to see it. And uh, maybe it's going to make it into the news section. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. I totally forgot to mention that. But now literally came out this week. So thanks to Tony for talking about that. And what's yeah. funny is that if you go to their website, explore.fednow.org, and you click on to the bottom right, the see who's live on the network button, you can see all the banks that are going to and currently accepting FedNow. So you can boycott them or better yet, attempt to try and start debanking yourself altogether. <laughs> Which uh, is basically all the major banks. So. Yeah, yeah, most of them. <laughs> yeah. But there, there's some, like, there'll probably be local ones that aren't going to, like, be participating in that but the big ones like um chase and wells fargo of course uh well they'll just they'll just crash the regional ones like they have been doing so (laughs) (laughs) honestly i mean yeah i mean obviously the big question is 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 fed now just as backbone to be used between banks or are we gonna are they going to be releasing a fed now app for citizen and now it becomes the cbdc with well i think this is a precursor to the cbdc and right now it's going to be integrating the banks itself they told me that it was not a cbdc so (laughs) who's who's that (laughs) well just the fact that they said it just yeah the whole thing stinks (laughs) <laughs> they, don't, they don't lie they never lie but it's yeah. so the website is so funny it's like they've they made this map like this journey map you can see who's accepting it blah blah, blah all this stuff it looks like a shit coin site it's hilarious <laughs> it's so funny like yeah, it's revolutionary I, mean, I think the way it's you know the way it's gonna play out is when they want to give out the next stimulus and it's like you'll be able to receive to, it faster you, it. you sign up to create a personal fed now account and every citizen will get their whatever 500 per person 2000 per family whatever whatever it may be uh but you'll get it instantly with fed now they'll even have an app you can download on your on your ios or android uh and you get those fed now bucks in in a matter of seconds bam you know overnight you've just onboarded you know whatever so 40, from what i understand uh that's pretty much what happened in india they one night uh, president, I, he's a president, came out onto national television and said, uh, as of 9 p.m. tonight, the two largest donations in our currency are now no longer legal tender. So he just made like two thirds of their wealth just disappear overnight and said, good luck. <laughs> the wow. option was to sign up for their uh, their digital currency, That's take it or starve. Uh, Z saying, why are we against CBDCs? Bullish on being able to keep track of government spending. Yeah, yeah they're not going to use it. It's only for us peasants. It's going to be about keeping track yeah. of you. And yeah, yeah exactly. We, we don't have to use it, but, you know, it hurts us when the rest of society is yet, right? So we, yeah. we're all, you know, we're, we're the rare exception. People opting out, trying to build Monero economies here. Uh, but Joe Schmo. It doesn't have the, you know, there's just a lot of people that don't have the time, man. They're they're not they're not like us. They're not on the forefront here. Uh, they're living their lives. They're you know working every day, trying to feed their families. They're not thinking twice about this stuff, and they're just being fooled into it. 
And ultimately, you know, you could say, well, that's too bad for them. Survival of the fittest. And we'll go build our own paradise over here. It, 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 it hurts all of us when we have this large, tremendous section of society that's going to be tracked and surveilled because it just greatly empowers the government, it just gives them insane amount of power. Uh, and even if we we all opt out, we're, we're still now have to deal with this beast. Um, yeah, let's... I mean, just just think about it. The people running the DMV are now going to be in charge of all money. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's open it up to viewers on stage. So we'll get some get some other all people right. up here to, to chat with us. Um, yeah, Zeke, uh, I see you made that comment. Why don't you, why don't you come up and join us if you can? Yeah, everyone, yeah. uh, give me a, I'll post I want to get this guy, Sue up here, who was talking about the, how he just bought Monero for the first time. And then he said, uh, I've seen how my employer is moving towards a Monero data analytics for governments and companies are in crypto transactions. And it's a very fast growing part of the business. Plus, they own CypherTrace. So it sounds like, uh, I don't know, his employer is Visa or something. Uh, come up here. You can maintain your anonymity if you, if, if you like. But we'd love to hear your Monero story. But yeah, let's do it, Tux. All right, let's run that. It's the Viewers on Stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. Uh, Tux, if you can, drop the, the StreamYard link in the chat. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so anybody that wants to join, it's just as simple as clicking that link, and you'll be up here in the green room, and then we could add you to to the chat uh who else let's bring alaska in on up oh there's two of them uh let's try this one okay hey hello gentlemen. what's good going on you. man well you're looking good you're looking fresh you're looking healthy get that uh clean alaska air well it could also be the fast that i just did oh nice <laughs> how long how long did you go for uh usually i do seven but i only did five because my family came back from a visit to their family in Washington, so we had. So you just ra- you just finished up your fast? Yeah, I lost you... like twenty two pounds. Oh wow! And you just water? You just like drinking water? Or is yeah, that... the last day no water either. But wow, uh, what's really wild about that though is it's actually really easy to lose twenty two pounds when you're as tall as me, as fat as me. You must you must feel good though, right? It must be uh, yeah, it worked. F- feeling fresh. Oh, I mean, for sure. It, the other thing is my work life was so busy, it was impossible to find time to eat any. So. <laughs> okay, so it all worked out. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think of some of these uh, news stories we've been talking about? Yeah, I had a bunch of questions. If somebody comes up, I'd, I'd love to just shut up and to somebody else. But <laughs> I, I had so many questions for Rise to Liberty. My first question is, is uh, I mean, for for one, I'm sorry I've never heard of you before. I probably already did your work, but thank you, Doug. Exists. But uh, my first question is, is how much have you covered open source software? Like, are you using RSS? Um, are people able to anonymously stream or download your podcasts and so on? Um, so yes and no. Um, I am through. See, th- this is why I don't really talk about it that much uh, outside of what I do know, because as uh, smart of a person as I am, tech is not my forte. <laughs> so I am set up on it called, it's like the Hive Network. It's a Web3 option. Uh, I was uh, approached by a an agorist out of nowhere, and I was like, hmm, okay. And I actually, I think I reached out to you, Doug, to see if 
you had heard anything or whatever, but checked out to where I felt comfortable putting my name on it. Um, so there, there are options for people to be able to um, get a hold of anything that I put out. Also, I have never been opposed or will never be opposed to uh, somebody just asking. So if there's anything somebody wants to see, I'll get it to you. Oh, um, so you do have an RSS feed on your website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you ever want to get a hold of me, I'd be more than happy to help you make anything available privately for people who are security conscious. Um, and the other thing is I, I pretty much limit myself to sharing stuff that's available if it's anonymous. So, but that said, I, um, I had another question. No, you're good. <laughs> so having spent like a decent amount of time, uh, Oh, we got, I won't forget my question. I'd love to hear from Ian before I keep talking. <laughs> Hello everyone. Hey. Uh, say say your question. I have nothing uh, too important to say. Uh, just I wanted to show in. All right. So um, as far as like the voluntarist versus libertarian sliding scale, like the agorist, anarchist, libertarian, um, would you say that the libertarian party is pretty cooperative with people who are not just like limited government, but anti-government in the circles that you've been able to be in? Or would you say that uh, they have some level of disdain for people who opt out of any kind of government at all? Well, I would hope that they would be okay with it because I'm an anarcho-capitalist. So. <laughs> um, it it all really just depends on the affiliate. Uh, the, the biggest thing I that's hard for people to understand is that it's a truly decentralized network. So we might share the same name, but we are nowhere near the same organization. Uh, the state of Utah has nothing to do with uh, the, the Montana LP or California LP. Like we're completely different. Structurally, a lot of states run the same. Colorado's structured a bit different. But other than that, it's it's really just the culture of whoever is in charge. So uh, some states are really milk toast and weak sauce, but then you got states like New Hampshire, which uh, always upsetting the right people. So I do have one more question, actually. Yeah. So on your list of to do's, right, as far as like killing the corporatocracy, government, bank, chimera, demonic infestation or whatever. <laughs> um, there's, there's a certain list that we all know, right? Especially if you're familiar with the show, we talk a lot about parallel economies, Monero, but. Uh, and then there's obviously opting out wherever you can. Is there one of those like minutia just from your own personal experience? You, know, you talked about growing food and getting on the land more that is completely off the radar of, you know, the Monero community or, uh, you know, opt out type people. Like after the level of experience you have in this situation, What's the blind spot of what can be done right now by people actually doing this right now? I thought you were going to ask me a hard question. Health, period. Exercise, diet, getting enough sunlight, anything you can do to improve your health because they want us to be sick. They want us dependent upon them. They don't want us strong. They don't want us functioning correctly. And we're being, you know, we're facing toxins from every possible angle. Um, so anything you can do to get healthy. You heard it here first, Monero bros. Get jacked. 
Yep. <laughs> your seven day fast and then uh end it end it with some Alaskan salmon. Go lift some kettlebells. I heard there might be Alaskan salmon available for Monero. I mean I don't I don't know. But I, I don't participate in that. If that is true, I I will I will buy some. I'll buy some uh some Alaskan fresh farm fresh Alaskan salmon. Please please point me in that direction. I, I also don't partake in that, but if you know, if I were that does sound <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all it takes, I heard, is like a session ID, and I, somehow it shows up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I love things that just show up. I, I just <laughs> it just happens. Big fan, big fan. <laughs> uh, you mentioned goldbacks a couple times. Uh, there was someone yeah. that uh, got me into goldbacks recently. Um, but how how often do you get to use them? Uh, and do you get to use them like like a lot in person or like online? Or how's so. So it's it's always going to be like an in-person transaction. Um, at least I've never had any transaction that wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, here in the state of Utah, we have actually got quite a few businesses. I couldn't tell you exactly how many off the top of my head, but the Goldbacks website actually does have a vendor list, which you will be seeing Rise to Liberty on there very shortly. Um, awesome. Yeah, I, to be officially, I mean, anyone can accept gold. No, that's the cool part, but... I'll uh, I'll put that down on paper that I accept them. Um, so yeah, there's there's tons of people in all kinds of industries. Like I I was going through the list and saw like a waterbed salesman. I think uh, tourism is a big thing here. Uh, so there's like white water rafting companies, um, ice cream shops, mechanics, anything and everything. So uh, you get to use it to like buy food locally. You could, yeah. Oh yeah. There's plenty of farmers around here that would accept it. That's awesome. I have another question. I swear this is not because I wanted to show any, but uh, <laughs> are you all up to speed on like get on uh, graphing phones or Calyx phones or so any any of the like degoogled stuff? Yeah, uh, probably not up to the most recent updates. Um, like I said, I've what are you using right been, now? Uh, Feels like an iPhone or oh yeah, yeah, total. Total uh, spyware. Alaska non cringing. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you're no. interested in uh, using Graphene OS, that's something that multiple people in this space well, would be willing to help you with. There is also I never reveal everything. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, a little birdie told me there's one on its way to Utah, possibly. Oh, okay. Damn, I like little birdies. A, a <laughs> land-based birdie. It's a flightless birdie. Even better, <laughs> like a roadrunner. All dressed, up. yeah. Nowhere to go. What a shame! What a shame! But I'm always open for questions. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna reiterate again, though. Health, it, something small, something big, doesn't matter. It's something. I have another question. I, I have a thousand questions actually, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if if there were anyone that we could help you get in contact with that you would help spread the myth or any group of people that need to be made aware of spreading them. Um, I mean, even if you just want to rapid fire like a list that you have in your head or whatever, I'd be really interested to hear it. I mean, there's tons of people I could think of that have like, (laughs) obviously a lot more reach than I do. Um, Anyone who's just paying even halfway attention, reading beyond just the headline in an article, I think it's somebody that should be talking about it, should be made aware of it. Um, not just made aware of like what it is, because a lot of what 
I have had to do is just drive home over and over the privacy factor, uh, how battle tested the Monero community, I would say, is at this point. Um, that as of right now, there might be something else in the future, but right now, this is the option. Um, it actually works. Um, also, being able to give people some, help them set up their wallet has been a lot of fun. Um, I can't think of anyone specifically. I just because I don't know, there's just so many people. Think of anybody, um, anybody who will talk about it, and anybody who will. I know that's kind of a cop out answer, but I have, I have one more question. This one should be pretty easy. Um, so once a small group of liberty-minded individuals congregate, where would you recommend they start as far as decoupling themselves from the Orwell, you know, the, the thing, the blob? <laughs> Run, don't walk. Um, well, a lot of that's going to be like really personal to exactly where you are in your life. Um, I do, I will reiterate again, health is a number one for all of us. Um, Outside of that, I have a friend, uh, I'll let him stay anonymous, but he's never had a smartphone. And so I'm not going to tell him to worry about his digital footprint. Um, I I think you need to at least have basic knowledge of exactly what's going on. And then you've got to be honest with yourself and evaluate yourself. Maybe have somebody else look things over and be like, this is the weakest point. That's where you start. Um, so yeah, I can't say one place for any one person. I think a good place to start is to put some really awesome, uh, constitutional background, <laughs> bro. Your the constitution you have in the background is amazing. Like that's so Oh yeah. You. I noticed that. That is so cool. Yeah. Actual parchment paper, nice. a fortune for them. But... One thing I learned recently is that, um, the guys that, that did that were like 20 to 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah. What are yeah. the rest? Was doing with our lives, <laughs> you know, they they were somewhat normal normal people. You know, they were just they were just businessmen. Mm-hmm. They were entrepreneurs. A lot of farmers, them. farmers, yeah, inventors. Yeah, yeah. They they weren't superheroes. No, yeah. they were just really pissed off and willing to do something about it. You know, I think that's maybe even something important to acknowledge that some of these guys had deep flaws. Like they were not they were not superheroes. Yeah, but um, you know, and we should be like, yeah, some of those guys believed in slavery. <laughs> Um, which is kind of problematic. And I think, um, I think a lot of the problems that we have today are a result of kind of the residual belief in slavery that some of the founding quote unquote fathers had. I'm not going to argue against that, but I'm also not going to judge them by today's standards. They're also not here to defend, they're not here to uh, defend themselves. So, uh, be honest about what it is. You know, some of them wanted to get rid of it, but there was no way that like, you can't just go poof, gone, you know, like. What are you going to do with a bunch of people who are now free people into the economy? I mean, that's really why Lincoln did what he did, but that's a whole different discussion. Um, Actually, I wanted to ask you about that just now. Like, what what do you think about the um, kind of the legal theory about the 14th Amendment and about um, the conversion, you know, into the corporate realm? Do you, do you, like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, since I have the chance, I will say uh, Lincoln was probably the closest thing to a dictator that this country's ever seen. Um, I don't know. Biden's pretty close, but he's not really driving the driving the car anyways. Um, I think if if the Constitution and the Bill of Rights was actually taking or taken um, as it was written, literally, it already covers everyone and everything. 
the first 10 amendments already do that. Um, it, it should be able to be added to or changed if requirements are met, but I don't believe if taken literally um, as intended, not what they believed, what they wrote down, all men are created equal. Then I'm not sure what else you have to add. Obviously we have to add women as well and everything in between. <laughs> I'll just not comment. <laughs> Don't so, want to get banned. How about voting? How do you feel about democracy? Democracy, the god that failed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, democracy is basically just gang rape. So I love this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's really good. That, that'll get you engagement on Twitter for sure. And also maybe banned. Uh, I'm already that, banned. That Wef, what, that WEF employee now working for them? Yeah. Elon yeah. Musk was the real Trojan horse for Twitter because, like, I knew I knew people were, like, basically bowing down to him. Oh, he's going to save Twitter, even though it's already oh. a centralized platform, right? It's like, what else can And then, I, you know, of course, now we're seeing a, a turn, like, where, oh, yeah, there are a lot of people getting unbanned and, then, you know, a little more free speech, but... It's starting to be real back, you know. It's like you have a little more free speech, just a little bit, but no, nah, I can't. So much for the free speech absolutism. I don't know how many people are even gonna know what I'm talking about, but for those who do, this is actually super interesting. Um, on 4chan, like I think it was two and a half, three years ago, I missed the actual thread, but I saw it right afterwards. Um, somebody said when they wind down the flu thing, they were going to start to walk back like the anti-white, anti-men, anti-freedom, anti-everything. And they were going to start to embolden like young males for the purposes of getting them to be willing to join the military because they had like major problems with recruiting and stuff and it was going to eat into their like weapons profits and all of that. Oh no. And I showed like all you would to prove that he had, I'll just leave it at like a, a high-ranking badge in the military-industrial establishment, time-stamped everything. Um, but then he went on to basically say like how they would do it, and he even started pointing out people like uh, RFK or yeah, RFK. I don't know. I haven't followed him in so long. I don't even remember what suits are today. Um, it was just really interesting because all of that stuff is now coming past where they're like oh twitter is super free elon is based trump is coming back and he's gonna be like good this time guys it's like the guy who got you operation warp speed is now gonna be like a republican banned bump stocks yeah Lock and bump stocks. Vote <laughs> and Carter. So much money it was absolutely <laughs> mind-boggling and like it's you know and and then on the other side the the Democrats are trying to get their base back by like saying, no you know yay unions and like we we like real money guys <laughs> it's just it, it was all predicted We're two and a half years ago by you know someone who would actually be listening in as those like weapons boards are like telling us what to do next and stuff. They can't even solve the mystery of the missing cocaine baggie. Please. We all know whose it was. Unbelievable. <laughs> Maybe he won a party sometime. Cameras everywhere, and they can't figure that one out. Did, Did you guys anybody ever you guys see? Remember? Like it was in the eighties or whatever. A whole bunch of White House staff came out 
and, and I'm talking like early 80s. They were talking about for almost 10 years, there was this like army of like young male prostitutes and cocaine constantly coming in and out of the White House for like multiple presidents, full term. Like you guys should look into it. It's, it's, it's one of the oldest. It's already a 45 year old thing that they've been doing. I heard, I heard the rumor that George Bush Jr., liked his cocaine and it's just do you guys remember the um it was a recent story like within the last couple of years there was a ukrainian politician that declared his monero when he got in like he was like a kid yeah and then he like and then the bidens came along with ukraine and i don't know maybe maybe the white house loves monero in their dark web monero uh dude i put know, a lot of fans because i know it's the only thing that can you know really be decent at giving them privacy there's nothing else you can maybe control. um that's Maybe we'll get some Fed Boy adoption. <laughs> That's why you can never believe all of this FUD about like, oh, they'll just ban it. They'll just, I mean, that's complete nonsense because they, they want a way out. If they out could, they would. Too. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, they, number one, they can't. Number two, they need the parallel economy to exist for their escape plan and for their yeah, international, exactly. like. Yeah. Otherwise, how are they going to fund their black market? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just reading about Iran-Contra again today, uh, just to go and refresh my mind. And I, that's Wait, all. Wait, how many times do you read about Iran-Contra in a given year? Uh, <laughs> well, this time it's been twice, two different books from two different angles. So, you know, there's one after they brought the cocaine into the country uh, and then one about how they used uh, guerrilla warfare tactics to manipulate the people uh to get the war started in the first place so they literally planned all of it so it wasn't just, just like oh um, we stumbled on this i just watched narcos mexico i feel like i'm educated now <laughs> it's pretty much that <laughs> it's just that with nicer suits bodyguards bodyguard i, I like uh, that phrase this soya guy up here but i guess he's not coming up yeah i guess he didn't never joined yeah was, was that the uh Guy who bought Monero for his first time. Yeah, he bought Monero, but it sounds like he works for for Visa, right? Because he said uh, like yeah, his interesting. He works for our own Cyphertrace, right? Isn't it sounds like that's one that's of those crazy. guys you were talking about, bro. Hey, yeah, some, yeah, some, uh, anonymous that, messages. People going rogue. Put it in <laughs> transaction extra. <laughs> uh, guys, anything anything else you guys want to bring up? Otherwise, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, hi guys. Oh, go ahead, man. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say that personally, I disagree with the crowd. Uh, I think that the likelihood that Monero gets banned is very high. And last show, I asked you, Doug, if you believed in uh, mass adoption of Monero. And I want to say that personally, I don't believe in mass adoption, quote unquote. I think that Monero will stay for a very long time, a tool used only by uh, the one that the ones that want to escape uh, the quote-unquote matrix. And um, uh, I fear that in not very long, they will uh, simply like remove uh, all uh, cryptocurrency uh, uh, apps from uh, Android App Store, uh, from the, the normie uh, Google uh, Play Store, and also from the iPhone. And this is why I want to uh, emphasize on the importance that we shield Monero, but we also shield Linux and Graphene OS and uh, these kind of uh, technologies while we build a new ones. And what I hope for the future is a kind of uh, 
decentralized uh, internet, like truly decentralized node-to-node where ISPs cannot uh, uh, come in between us to cut the wire simply. Because exactly, something like a mesh network and it's possible, maybe not possible yet right now. I hope that with technology evolving, with the capability to store infinitely uh, more data in one place, uh, mesh networks maybe can become technology technologically feasible. Uh, what I wanted to say is uh, back when I first got into Monero, I was in Windows back then. I remember that I could not simply download the Monero GUI because Windows would flag it as, as a virus, you know. And uh, I, I think this is the kind of strategy they will implement to try to stop the adoption if it uh, start to get some speed, you know. So I wanted to share my opinion. May I chime in a little bit on that, you guys? Are... <laughs> so I actually agree with almost everything Ian said there. He's definitely on. Um, Same. But, but the reason why I actually, like, slightly disagree with the direction. Um, so number one, you have all kinds of, like, large government bodies even demanding that side-loading apps be possible in the short-term future. Number two, a lot of entire countries have also already gotten used to finding ways to sideload apps like you know, in China or in Thailand. And there's a lot of places where people are already becoming accustomed to getting this done. Another thing, the mesh network thing is actually really far along. If nobody's familiar with the Briar project, it's very interesting. Um, the other thing is I actually worked with a bunch of people setting up big antenna like I guess you could call it ultra Wi-Fi hotspots. I mean, the bandwidth isn't like super great, but it's more than enough for like commos, uh, 360p videos, stuff like that. And you can basically make like a massive Wi-Fi network with the kind of bandwidth that you would expect out of like 3G. Um, and and those things actually already exist now, and they're already in place. And I mean, I I don't know where that might be, but probably some like Arctic place somewhere. Um, but the thing is, everything that you're saying is true. And I would even go so far as to say, yes, yeah, building it, you know, three, four percent extent that the technology is like even out there, it exists in a tiny music. But that said, it only takes a tiny percentage of people who know how, and then like a two or three percent who can deploy the technology for combo systems to be up and running exist, um, which is one of the reasons why I'm such a strong advocate for like open source hardware, which is already like as far as its power and capacity to run all of the systems that we just described and why I always talk about graphene and why so much money into making graphene is available for people. Hey, Alaska, Ian, on, it, it seems like you really like, you're definitely more educated on the, on networking, stuff like that. Um, one thing that I've heard that's a problem with, um, with like decentralized networks or mesh networks, et cetera. There's like, apparently there's some kind of trust layer with the internet where like nation states basically have to agree not to, not to fuck with each other. Um, you know, like it, do you think mesh networks are fully viable at this moment? I, I honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking the question. Like I would love to hear the answer. Yes, we can do mesh networks. Um, but I've heard there's like, 
when you scale at some certain level, it's very difficult um, to fight against like DDoS attacks and, and things like that. Well, I want to. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if the question was uh, for me. Just I want to say that my knowledge about uh, networks is extremely shallow. I know the basics, nothing more than uh, you, I think. So, I think that I would be real quick, but Ox probably knows more about the stuff than I do. I mean, I might know more about some of the really weird technologies than a lot of people with this like patent project. Um, but the thing is, I, like, a lot of those trust questions are actually solved by like already existing open source tools, especially just depending on what systems you're talking about. Now, mesh networks are so ridiculously new that we haven't seen all of the good ideas that are currently in development, right? We, I mean, there's like app development and like uh, modem stuff, it's all the rage zoomers right now. So there's probably a bunch of just working on something never. But uh, as far as like the trust layer, you know, just like with any OPSEC question, you have to ask yourself, like, what is your threat model? If you switch to mesh networks, Yagi networks, your threat model is almost certainly like government stuff, right? And you would be congregating with communities of people that you know for economic mutual benefit. So the, the actual threat model is extremely well dealt with, with things like mesh networks and CB radio. And yeah, they have security vulnerabilities, but it would be from within the community that music and the interest in maintaining that network is way too high for them to be interested in crashing. Otherwise, association pool is the, the real problem. It's not even the technology. Mesh network would be pretty interesting. There, there's a lot of law of challenges with that. If you want to be fully like not tied into the uh, traditional internet at all, then it would have to be on its own, and that would be super hard to like scale. Um, Especially like internationally, because of how long the you know the internet as it exists today has taken to scale across the whole world. But if you were to like, what something that'd be interesting is if there was like kind of like a hybrid network where like you had a local mesh network in like a local community. But if you needed to, you can like go outside of that. You can connect to the the rest of the air quote inter- internet. But you had your own uh, better designed from the start mesh network for just your community that can't be censored, right? Like think about how Monero works where it's like, it's really impossible to censor transactions because you don't know what's coming from where, right? So something like that in terms of where IPs, uh, are, are designed differently in a way to that. It's like, it's more private because the biggest issue right now is the fact that everybody who's connecting has a public IP address that defines you and usually exactly where you live. So, and that makes it super easy to censor and control. And the fact that there's large bodies, um, authoritative bodies that control authoritative DNS servers, you control a lot of how the internet works, and you're putting a lot of trust in uh, these international um, organizations. They used to be a lot more owned by US government, but now it's a lot of, so you're trusting in them to keep it working, to not just like shut stuff down or try to censor and all that. But I think mesh networks are a cool idea. I definitely don't want to get too far off topic, but the other thing, body, especially your question, but everybody who's this topic needs to look into, I mean, it, the popular one would be dead internet theory, which is kind of a meme at this point, but that also came up before Chan, bots that were on every, but then 
is something called splinter. The tier one connection and government firewall issue is already way more out of control than people actually realize. And one of the things that most people don't realize on that same level is it's becoming ever easier to have your own splinter. Um, and, and if you really think about the cost benefit analysis of making your own networks within networks within networks and your channels between the networks with like trusted admins that can open and close those secure channels. Um, there are already better solutions than even the internet. And there's a reason why I think that Oxen, the people at Oxen, like all three of them, which are doing God's work over there, <laughs> like the, the Oxen initiative, and also Noto, by the way, which I'm shilling with right now, like people get your Noto. But the Noto thing connects to so many other layers that might not be immediately obvious to but like networks, like this, I guess circles of networks that have secured connections between each other and almost like a Fediverse policy would actually improve uptimes, might even improve like speeds and all kinds of other things. And you can get rid of the whole IP thing altogether. Um, so honestly, they're probably burning their own bridge of tyranny by making it so obvious to switch to better. Hey, Tux, I have a um, kind of a nerd question for you. Um, I remember a few years ago, ICANN was like, we're not going to release any more top-level domains. There was maybe a few hundred of them. And now it seems like I see new top-level domains all the time. There was a coin, I think it was called Handshake, and their goal was to like release um, top-level domains, but they didn't want to like usurp ICANN. They just wanted to like integrate with them. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you know anything about that? Like, what's the that's not like the, the um, that's not like the unstoppable domains, was it? Because I know they had no, their was, own or something else. No, it was. I, I think it was something different. They um, so like top level domains are like dot edu dot org yeah. com yeah. etc. Um, and these guys said, okay, we're going to reserve the top level domains that already exist for uh, you know for the people that own them, um, but we want the internet to have as many top level domains dot whatever uh, as possible. Um, but lately in the last like maybe year or two, I, I feel like I've seen a lot more different dot, you know, dot whatever's uh, popping up. Um, I don't know. Did, did, did like I can't change their mind. I uh, just wondering if you know anything about this, uh, about like I can or their, you know, this. Topic. I'm not sure. I just assumed that they were issuing more TLDs, but I don't know. Maybe it is like something else. I can for sale. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, back to your original um, comment. So what what is it that you think specifically the Monero like top things Monero community focus on uh, if you're if you're fairly certain that things are are, are going to approach more of a, a full on ban uh, it seems like you're saying like like even here like in the U S right we're going to wake up one morning and you won't be able to download Cake Wallet off the iOS store you won't be able to get Monero Uju on your Android uh, so you know, what do you think needs to happen like now today that the Monero community needs to focus on to ensure that we continue to move forward in spite of those actions if they were to happen? Well, to be honest, I think they are already doing it. Like I got into Linux because of Monero, you know, Uh, before Monero, I was a Windows using Normie and the Monero community shield Linux uh, also while shielding Monero. 
and this made me switch. Um, and I think be, going progressive, I don't think it's a good solution to uh, say to new people, go full, no KYC from the start. I think that first you get some money on the KYC exchange, then you try to use Tutonata instead of Gmail. Uh, then you, I mean, the, the it needs to be progressive, shilling things progressively and trying to get away from uh, the big uh, companies that can be uh, secured by governments like Microsoft and Google. Um, I think that's the only thing we can do, right? Uh, just uh, shill uh, alternative technologies. Uh, I don't think there is uh, something else we can do. And uh, yes, just shill more Linux, maybe a bit more aggressively Linux, and do it uh, not not while shaming people. Why aren't you? Because I know you do, for example, I know you're not using Linux, and that's fine, you know? I mean, it's not for everyone, right? Um, but uh, shilling the fact that it's important to consider it uh, making a change like every six months trying to improve our setup. Um, yes, um, slowly improving uh, without shaming people. Just uh, uh, try, I don't know how to say in English, like uh, focusing on this more, uh, shilling Or like alternative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. I say... Uh... If any of you, like Dog, Rise to Liberty, Body, you want to try to escape the Matrix a little bit more, I'm your guy. I'll help you set up Linux on your computer. Uh, or not that and I'm sure Alaskan would love to help you. What'd you say, Alaskan? Doug actually does use graphics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah well, fun we, fact. We all use Linux in some way, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. But, Android uh, is using the Linux kernel, so if you use it, I, I, I do think that's, which was Ian's point in the beginning, I think that is the easiest way, right? Because, I mean, Alaska proved it with me. Um, you know, I'm very much a, a tech noob in a lot of ways, uh, but the graphene thing is, is seamless. Really no, you don't lose anything in terms of usability, and you gain so much in terms of privacy. Uh, so that, that that is a great move to make and think way to you know push people in the right direction. I mean, does, does that does that solve the problem? Right? I like it for for all for all running uh, our graphene phones. Is, <laughs> do do we does that solve a big part of the problem? Are we are we still able to uh, exist? Well, that's that's kind of where I wanted to go with what Ian was saying. Which, by the way, Ian, I would really like to be able to contact your show that would be but <laughs> the thing is, is are you on I, twitter i i mean also because of doug but i guess that's the way that we <laughs> start to communicate i'm on twitter for three hours and 12 minutes every week and it's saturday morning my <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i i i will i'll get you some information maybe i mean if if, if you if you want to reach me on Twitter, I'm like the Monero Jesus, and my <laughs> name is Jan Nicolescu. Like it's uh, yeah, just straightforward. Grab that email in uh, private chat right now, so you have it. Um, nice. But it, back to what I was saying is like adoption in a way that's normie friendly, that's noob friendly, actually solves a tremendous amount of problems that Ian was talking about because the thing is is people already know that their phones are sketched. People already know that the government is like controlling their finance stuff. Even like the normiest 
of norming know that there's something wrong with the social media that they're experiencing. And when when you have even just like a a 0.5% adoption of something like graphing phones or pines like that, and people are like, what's that? And you say, well, it's not a Fed phone, like that garbage thing that you're using over there. Uh, it's like, it glows a little less bright. Yeah, people see how easy it is. I mean, I'm telling you, an 80-year-old man who lives right down the road from um, all over. Sorry, guys. There you go. <laughs> but an 80-year-old man who lives right down the street from me switched from an iPhone to a graphing phone seamless. You know, it's and uh, I mean, I hopefully Rise will have the same experience with that amazing lucky drop. But like when people get access to something like that, all of a sudden taking it off of the Google, I don't even know, or a Play Store, iOS, Noob Store, I don't know. But like when you when you know about open source app stores and you don't have to know what the word sideload means because it just works. You know, when you make something like that available, which is why we do get graphene OS. You don't have to know what sideloading is. If a phone shows up and it's got Neostore, it's got F-Droid, it's already got like the basics. You start using it and you start talking to, I mean, people like Tux are usually not available to the normie because he's not getting on Facebook, you know, <laughs> but this, go ahead. Well, I was going to say. No, you're good. Go, you're good. All right. Well, I'll keep rambling because that's what I'm good at. But the thing is, you normalize stuff that people already do every day, like have phones, like talk to their friends. And then when somebody says, hey, let me give you a call. And you say, why not just use this? This is encrypted end to end. It's not, you know, the feds can't spy on you. And they're like, how does it work? And open up your Neos. And then they download it. And then the next thing you know, they're sessioning. And then all of a sudden you're using session all the time and you're never using it. And like, and the next thing you know, you're free. They can't shut down your communications unless they do something drastic and take all of the normies down with them. You know, so that's that's how you solve these problems and make it normal. I mean, nobody ever thought that you know internet commerce was going to be a thing until uh, I think it was Netscape came out, and everybody's like, "Oh man, you could totally kill all of them." And now here we are. Like people who are under twenty are like, "What's a mall?" <laughs> I just wanted to warn everyone about graphene. Listen, graphene is cool, but sometimes every now and then when I get like a telegram call or something, um, you know, I have to like press this button that says allow microphone. That's really inconvenient. So, you know, just be careful out there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's on uh that's actually a newer Android feature. So that's even if you don't use graphene, it's still a thing. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? They're like, uh, life imitates art or you know, Monero is the highest form of art. And now they're, oh, well, I say Monero as if like we're synonymous with graphene, but I mean, the, the spirit is the same. Yeah, graphene OS, Monero, you know, they're like the same thing in like different areas, like like the same class, like they're the best of its thing. <laughs> exactly, like 100%. In fact, if graphene OS doesn't put Monero, like some Monero wallet pre-installed i'm just gonna have to write them off as a project obviously they don't care i believe get graphene os which is the organization that i'm with is the only one that the default shipment has monero.com wallet on it either neostore f writer both and depending on and uh session and we're probably gonna add um and then the other thing is 
there is an option to have it preloaded with a small amount of Monero, um, and then it ships with your path, your seed phrase written down, and then like you can explain that like your own wallet, and then you know move the funds, or if not, I mean we don't care. We're not <laughs> twenty dollars. <laughs> that is yeah, cool. Though. That's that's a cool like little way to get your first Monero as you buy the by the phone. I like that. Yeah, that's that's kind of the idea. Um, it took hours hours of research to figure out like how to dance around the legally shipping preloaded Monero one. But I think we got it pretty much figured out. Are you sure you're not a money transmitter? Well, it depends on what you assess the value of the Monero. I mean, they say it's a commodity or I think we're not a security at this point. Maybe we can be like a commodity and a security and a money transmitter all at the same time, like some kind of magical asset that's attackable from the legal framework always. Whatever the worst thing is under. So here's the thing it has to do with custody laws, right? So if Monero that I own is in my custody, right? And I happen to keep it on a phone and then you buy that phone as is. You see what I'm saying? It's just like a truck has brand new tires, but you still sell it. I mean, like it, like it just happens to have Monero on it? It happens I mean, I, I sold it to him. Yeah, as I, don't, is. I don't see how that's money transmitter. I think, I think you. I'm not. I'm not seeing that there. I think, I think you're. I think you're good to go. Not, not legal advice, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the end, the law, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. and there's, there's no. You're no pass through from. It's the person, the people that are giving you the. However, the exactly, bond. it's the pass through thing. Yeah. There's if no you sell anything as is. Just yeah. like if you sell a car and there's a hundred dollar bill on the glove box, yeah. not only is it not your hundred dollar bill, but they're under no obligation to say anything. Yeah, they're just buying a phone. Um, this has been awesome, guys. Any anything else? I mean, uh, I think I think we covered a lot. Ian, thanks for jumping on again. Yeah, thanks for coming, guys. Bringing up some some good important points. Can I ask? I'll ask Ian on like a moment about a dry fast. I mean, I've done a I've done some fasts, right? Uh, abstain from food for a week or so, but I've never done a dry fast and I've heard yeah. about it and it's kind of blowing my mind. Like never done that. You just give us like the quick and dirty on that. So dry fasting is mostly an emphasis on weight loss. And what I was saying before, and anybody listening, make sure you available signed, but later into your fast, if you do intermittent dry fasting as well, uh, at a certain point in a fast, your body has trained itself to consume fat for water conversions, just like a, right? Um, and so you can space out intermittent dry fasting to accelerate the speed at which you can like basically deplete fat reserves. And there are other advantages too. It's usually focused on losing weight, but like, let's say for example, you have a fatty or fatties, or uh, perhaps you want to improve your vascular health. It can really help in a lot of ways with that stuff. Um, but it's uh, according to Monero Tokyo policies, consult your physician. It's very important that you talk to a doctor about every a doctor. You've got a broken consult your physician. But anyway, once you've done that, of course, dry fasting is uh, also an incredible way to accelerate detoxing. The detoxing doesn't happen during the dry fast, but it happens during the water at the end of the dry fast and then your pores just explode wide open and you can dump like i mean you could really really i mean if you guys looked at the 
last live stream and you look at my skin and this live stream like it's it's a lot healthier so it's yeah dry fasting is awesome and i use it all the time so because you're like your pores are so open like you're or you're like retaining so much water all of a sudden it's like flush 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 because your body is so used to keeping the water in it's like oh wait that's too much and so it just like flushes everything today humans are so inefficient with water and your body is you know how the current health guidance is like you need 12 gallons of water a day or whatever that actually has so much to do with how inefficient the human body has become with water because of a lack of training and then just how much water your body holds uh, as a consequence of like the toxification of our diets. I'm not going to lie at boot camp. This is like federal crime commission uh, confession time. They uh, they made us mark how many like um, how much water we were drinking. And I was like, I don't need that much water. And so I marked more water than I was actually drinking. At boot camp. <laughs> I don't know. They, Maybe they, they also use that to figure out how much more drugs they put in the allegedly. I mean, I'm not like classified information or anything. But <laughs> That's why I'm so free, bro. On the internet. That's why he I didn't drink like all the fluoride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so that's awesome, man. Thank you for telling us about dry fasting. I um I've been I've been thinking about doing it now for like maybe the last month. I read about it and I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I've fasted for a few days a week, you know. Why not dry fast? I think fighters have been kind of doing this accidentally for for years now. Yeah, the only thing that scares me away I've I've gotten gout before. Um of dry fasting a risk there. Otherwise I, I enjoy fasting and like that, but the potential to get dehydrated. I don't know. Last game. Um, how do you how do you avoid? Uh, wait, first, can you tell us about gout? I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. Can, like, uh, I my grandpa had gout, and it was something about protein, and his his back felt bad. I don't fully understand. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, this isn't medical advice. And consult your physician, and consult your physician about every peeing if your you know <laughs> your head hurts. Uh, consult your physician and consult your got that Doug won't get in trouble. Now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, gout, gout is basically too much uric acid in, in yes. blood. Yeah. Um, number one, it, it's uh, a sedentary lifestyle early, and then gout late seem to have a certain kind of correlation. But how you define sedentary lifestyle is so, in other words, people will work really hard and they'll build up lactic acid, and then they won't sit or stretch or they won't you know, find a way to sweat it out or they'll just sit down eat and go to bed okay and that's like pretty much the worst possible combination where you work super hard and then eat right before you go to sleep because your body's not recovering at all it's digesting and then you've got just mountains of uric acid and um and uh forgot the other acid from working uh, lactic acid, and a bunch of other types of acidic compounds just chilling in your bloodstream well your feet sweat out more toxins than like a large amount of the rest of your body so that's where it kind of ends up congregating there's also a lot of people who have like that feet smell they're kind of um i'm i didn't think we were going to go here but rise to liberty did say it was very important that we start working on our health so i'll, I'll run with it a little bit 
Um, I just want to. I just want to um, like verify. Like, if I eat a bunch of meat before I go to sleep, I will definitely wake up like two or three times to go to the bathroom. Like seriously, and, and so, yeah, and probably with the meat to me. sweats too. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I was I I was doing intermittent fasting, uh, working my ass off, feeling great, even exercising at the end of the day mm-hmm. after like a full day of fasting, and then I was gorging myself with it at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, which felt fantastic, and I was feasting, eating one meal a day, uh, and then pretty much passing out after that. The so. little spacing <laughs> out bedtime in eating by even just like an hour yeah, greatly improve your results. But uh, the whole gout thing, you know, the obvious one that people always recognize is like tar- or tart cherry. A lot yeah. of people, they just drink like a, a shot glass of uh, a, a shot glass of apple cider vinegar it's really good at kind of like you know what's the, thinning it out or i don't i don't off the top of my head i <laughs> but yeah the, the another thing to really really consider is what i just said about how efficient your body is with water and the lack of efficiency well water is unbelievably powerful solvent most people don't think of it that way but it breaks down almost everything and it will sap the minerals that your body needs for cellular health completely out of your like out of your whole body from inside the cell outside the cell if you're overhydrated for long periods of time even your blood plasma is working against the iron in your blood okay so the thing is that if you do drink a lot of water get a quality source of mineral water drop additives that's like all of your necessary water soluble minerals they're actually super you do not have to spend a lot of money on a really high quality mineral water drop supplement and doug if you're going to start running more often it's even more right and then magnesium potassium sodium yeah and and you can actually look up the list of like vital minerals and how long the human body is not very good at holding a reservoir of certain things and minerals are like way up it's really really hard which wasn't a problem because humans used to drink a lot of spring water and they would move around so if one spring did not have a source of those minerals they would end up getting it from another spring or whatever <laughs> um but that's not how people drink water anymore and if you're drinking lots i don't know of if dave were like yo this water. source doesn't have enough minerals let's go to the other oasis yeah well I mean, maybe yeah, they what, do it what, what do you think about remineralization filters? Right, like I, I've heard of those. I think I looked them up a few times. Um, you know, like you, you've got to filter out all the bad stuff, like all the fluoride and the chlor, chlorine, etc. But um, there's like remineralization filters now. Have you ever heard? Yeah, of those? I don't know. I mean, it just sounds like an expensive version of the drops, and the water drops are so cheap, man. <laughs> so cheap. It's like I just don't know, like if anything is gonna be better just constant you know? i got like a random mineral for you what do you think about iodine so like uh, iodine if, if you i don't have I a lot of iodine, you're, like it's every every part of your body is just shutting down constantly you're gonna have bad thyroid problems with the emf yep. cellular damage around your iodine is like an abs must have you can get it from all kinds of stuff like if you get seaweed from southern hemisphere and eat it a lot that helps um there's iodine and a lot of different kinds of salts that you can use when you're seasoning your meat um but well, I, they I'll, add I'll, it though right they add the, iodine i'll say most you got to check because most of the salt that i see that's in the store is uh yeah, is non 
uh, iodized salt. So you gotta like go and make sure that you get some that is. The other thing is just have a lot of different versions. I mean, like it's the new hotness to have you know pink salt from the Himalayas. Like there's a million other salts out there. And by the way, they all have their own flavors. You want to learn to cook first? You need to get your salt game up. You got. I'm, have- I'm detoxing from pink salt right now. <laughs> I mean, there's, <laughs> there's uh, like you know, Irish black sea salt, or there's you know, like uh, the African dry lake bed salt in it. And the thing is, is a lot of people are working on building a mineral profile for all of these like, salts, so you can actually balance your diet just by what salts. Like I said, it's- health. Yeah, you're right on it. It's like it's a sh- it's it's a shame that you have to like fight to stay healthy, right? I mean, I'm I'm constantly yeah. trying to keep up my health, and then I like got the gout. It was such it was more psychological trauma than anything else because I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm very well, health conscious. That can cause its own issues too, right yeah. there. You know, and just take the wind right out of your sails. Yeah, it's like, what am I doing wrong? I mean, it, it's it's so hard to avoid the poison everywhere. Everywhere they are everywhere. Yeah. Uh, not not here. Not here in Alaska. No. But yeah. I, I saw an article. Uh, <laughs> the 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 Alaskan uh, salmon is at risk now, right? Or is, that, is that, what's going on with that? Is that is that like a thing? That was just I mean, all the unregistered gunfire causing yes. global warming. Bro, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's. I mean, they were talking about like, oh, they you know they're putting king salmon. The Alaskan king salmon. They're saying it's like plummeted availability. Is that? Oh, that that is true the population of the king salmon is pretty low but it was never like a main dietary source anyway kind of like a sport thing mm. um we didn't even it, want it anyways <laughs> well the thing is, is it's not like it's going extinct and right. still, but but the other thing about like the alaska salmon thing i mean they they were talking about the mosquito dna and all of that but uh there's allegedly supposedly possibly i may or may not think about it like private fish farm things that go on that reintroduce like the original population every year on a scale that is truly mind-blowing and they may or may not have their own sovereigns they may or may not even be americans i don't know all right guys we we covered (laughs) a lot today um all these all these things are related though they really are you know, I, I brought it up before the the marketplace that we're trying to build. This is like something that's on my mind because I think it solves a lot of these problems. Uh, like Ian was saying, like things we need to do to keep Monero. We we need we need to you know less talk, more more action. We need to actually get this circular economy. I mean, even like what we're doing here today, right? We're all just chatting, figuring out what what each others have have to offer, right? We just need to start working peer to peer. I'd have more trust buying eggs on a Monero marketplace from some dude who's raising chickens than from getting them at my, my corner store. Um, that goes with most products. I just want like things direct from people making them. Monero helps solves that. Uh, all all these things chickens, are, not taxes. <laughs> all these things are tied in. They're all tied in together. Uh, this is fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if anybody has any any final thing they want to say. Hopefully not a whole new topic, but any, any info you want to put out there before we close it out. Uh, anything you want to shill or whatever, now's, now's the time. Install Cake Wallet on all your family's phones. So when you tell them about Monero, and they're like, what? And she'll be like, oh, it's already on there. It's called Cake Wallet. And they're like, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, little Monero. Bryce, um, Liberty, anything you want to close out with? Just uh, focus on your health. Because if you're not uh, if you're not up to par to fight any of this, might as well just lay down. Um, Rise to Liberty.com slash links is where you can get everything. 
or just rise to liberty.com rise to liberty on all platforms up oh, ian jumped off ian thanks for joining us uh alaska in on anything you want to close out with keep up the fight like you said but the best place to focus your grind on is your health body one step at a time do what you can if it's digital, you're going to be, uh, you're going to get your digital life in order. You're going to be private. Do that. If you're going to get your health in order, do that. Uh, you know, one, one piece at a time. Rome was not built in a day. Yeah. Don't forget to live a little. Enjoy it. Goes fast. Tux, anything you, you want to throw out there? Use Graphene OS, use Linux. Escape the Matrix. Subscribe to the Monero Talk, Monerotopia. And use Monero, of course. All right, we'll we'll close it out there. Thank you so much, everybody. As always, uh, this has been fantastic. We do these shows uh, 11 a.m. Eastern every Saturday. Uh, Please tune in. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Doug. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Later, guys. Righteous. Thank you for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.